Hello everybody and welcome to the 112th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these, these right here are the Chronicles of Tribe of Ghosts. It is I, the bearded Brummy Jamie, and joining me as always, as always, this handsome fella right here. Across from Tom. Welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. Hit it. Hey there, you're about to enjoy the Chronicles of Tom and Jamie. Hi everyone, I'm Kevin Matten. Hey guys, my name's Annabelle Knight. Hello, this is Becky Baldwin. Hello, I'm Chesney. Hey, what's up everyone? This is Brayden from Say We Can Fly. Hello everyone, I'm Adam. I'm Becky. And, and we, we are Tribe, Tribe of Ghosts. And you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast. Have a bloody wonderful time. There's a lot of technique and nuance of scratching one's balls. S for soya, T for tit, and A for almond. Really miss climbing mountains, and I really want a coffee. How can I solve both of these problems? This week, we are joined by Adam Sedgwick and Becky Blaker from Tribe of Ghosts. We were fortunate enough to into a ton of bands at Bloodstock this year, and Triber Ghosts were just one of those bands. And we thought we should bring them on for a good old proper chronicling, because they were absolutely delightful at Bloodstock. We talk all about the brand new single, False Guards, the incredible music video that goes with it, their upcoming tour with Urn and Mountain Caller, and so much more. Yeah, and mainly, um, are you all right? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Yeah, why? Okay, just just wondered. Um, we were crammed into a press tent due to the fact the weather was <laughs> fucking horrific at Bloodstock. So we did. We felt it better to actually sit down properly and have a go chat with them. So um, because we we're in a lot of people's way, um, and there are a lot. There are four of them and two of us, and obviously, so we couldn't be a part of the thing together. So it just felt. We just felt right. It just felt right. Plus, like you said, they were so they were so lovely and they were great people to chat to. Uh, that we felt they should come on the show properly. Uh, and of course, they're about to go on tour with Earn literally Sunday, I believe it begins. Yes. So uh, yeah, so if you haven't got your tickets, get them now. They are a delicious price. They are it's so worth the money. The value for money is unbelievable. Uh, it's highly recommended. Uh, and I will see the guys in Bristol. But this is an unbelievable conversation. Uh, this is this is a mental conversation, uh, but it's also fantastic at the same time. Uh, so we hope you enjoy it. But most importantly, Jamie. Yes, sir. Do you happen to have any final words at all? Just a massive thank you to Adam and Becky for taking the time out their day to sit and chat with us, because this was absolutely wonderful, as you say. It is glorious, and we really hope you all enjoy. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, it's Becky Blaker and Adam Sedgwick from Tribe of Ghosts. So like Elle, who's been a videographer for, for us for ages, has been doing around taking pictures, um, seeing pictures and taking videos of us. And they've been dropping, uh, they've been doing dad cam reels for us. And dad cam is basically like, you know, the old school skater videos where they had those like, where you'd like, it was like a terrible camera, fisheye lens, so you'd just follow people skateboarding. 
yes, yes. They do. They did that. Act. They've got that, and they do that of us whilst we were out and whilst we we're out on tour. For and they've said to us that every bit of footage they get back from dad cam for us is close to about ten hours, and it's nearly impossible for them to cut it down to less than ten minutes. <laughs> It's utter madness. Most of our most of our fans say stuff is just chaos permanently. That's amazing, in a way. That's <laughs> great. Like, just need to release it in like blocks, just have randomly every now and then end of like albums or something. Be like, what the fuck is that? Oh my god! <laughs> and apparently, the Bloodstock one was like twenty-seven hours or something. What? Yes. And they and he, they <laughs> just got literally that might be a slight exaggeration. It can't be a slight be exaggeration, but they got it down to like they got it down to fifteen minutes, and even then they were like, "This is this is like cutting it fine." <laughs> Damn, that is nut. That is crazy. That's we, the, yeah, uh, we do have it. We have it on like all the time. Yeah, it's because like we just don't know what's going to happen, and. It's- yeah, it's usually the most mundane moment and then something just ridiculous will just happen or just be said and or you just get onto a ridiculous topic of some sort and you're like, well, how are we here? <laughs> it happened. Um, it's a bit like, do you remember when we um, we, when we went to Uprising? So we'd played Night Before Uprising and we then decided to just sort of have like a day together at the actual festival the following day. We ended up gate crashing the accidentally the press yeah. <laughs> for several hours. Um, one of those interviewed bands of the day weren't even playing the day. Yeah, we weren't even and, playing. The day. And then, like, and then we end up doing um, this amazing quiz with Twisted, Torn, and Moist. And um, so so glad Elle was there. I managed to film this because at the end of it, I was wearing a share T-shirt just. <laughs> And um, and then we started singing share songs, and then Joanne just literally knocks Adam down on all fours. Yeah, mounted me, <laughs> and starts going, "If I could turn back time," and like you, it just out of nowhere, and we managed to get it on camera. And I don't know, <laughs> and yeah, so just have to have it on all the time because there's just weird sneak attack moments that you just never expect. I love it. Oh, I think God. it's what it's what added to the massive rise of you within the past like year because you're just <laughs> randomly walking into places and getting interviewed when you're not even on the bill. That's the thing. And again, like with the we weren't we didn't even go crash it in terms of like yeah no we're gonna get interviews we're gonna get interviews we just yeah. turned up and bumped into Sherry. <laughs> Sherry's like hey we really want to get interviews so like wicked cool no worries and we bump into Shells and Shells like. Which band are you guys in? We say because he they'd never met us before, apart from they'd they'd met us the year before, but they didn't remember us. And um Shells, he was chatting with me, he's like, Oh, which which band are you in? So I tried to go so we need an interview. Next thing you know, we're like up there, we're just like we miss half the bands because we're being interviewed. We're like, we've not planned any of this. Phenomenal. <laughs> Happy accident. We love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love those sporadic moments. It's fucking great. Um before we continue, just to let you know, uh, Jamie's going to do a nice introduction for you. Oh, right? okay. He's going to, uh, what he's going to do is like lure you into a false sense of security. And then what's going to happen is we're going to fucking absolutely destroy you with questions. How does that sound? 
Excellent. Uh, I mean, fabulous. because this hot wall's behind my shoulders, I'm already sweating. So, you know. Oh, bless you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the temperature. You might see this, like, gradually lower and lower <laughs> as the interview goes on. It's just literally at the top of your head left. No, you know what? You know what? It's probably, I'm already sweating that much. I've got me socks off, so. <laughs> <laughs> the stink. Beautiful. To be fair, Becky, you're also wearing, like, a really fluffy jacket. That probably doesn't help. I know. Well, because it gets cold. Where I am, it's like a converted loft in my flat and there's no heating. I was honestly expecting it to be cold and I have been pleasantly and not pleasantly surprised because now I am bloody boiling. <laughs> um, also, you can swear to your heart's content as well. There's no, we're not oh, good, are they? There's no yeah, yeah. television, whatever it is. <laughs> as long as there's no C words, we are golden. Way Okay. Because because they don't appreciate it, so we don't want to be. No, fair them enough. Off. I mean, it's occasionally paraphrased, but okay. Um, but um, I think we can handle not saying it. Maybe we can yeah. say something like, "Can we say like cucumber instead or something?" We need to. Or something absolute qu- bunch of absolute bunch of kumquats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. For some reason, cumin came to my head. I don't know why. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> cumins. <laughs> Uh, right sorry jamie i should do this introduction right let's go (laughs) ladies and gentlemen this week we are joined by two people who you've seen before on this show only this time we aren't cramped in a tent hiding from the rain at a music festival this week's guests have just released their brand new single false gods which has the greatest music video i've seen since nsync's pop boys and girls ladies and thems put your hands together as we bring you (laughs) becky blaker and adam sedgwick for the chronicles of Tribe of Ghosts. <laughs> I think Adam appreciated that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that hyped me up so much. Yeah. I don't think he actually got excited enough, if, if I'm quite honest. Uh, <laughs> I Wait. was yeah, it's like one of those like six. Should you come dancing, card it six? Yeah, six. I'll give that a six. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but NSYNC's pop is the is is the peak of music videos to me. So that that is a high regard. What is that video? Oh, it's just crazy CGI madness. Well, there are platforms and everything. It's fucking no, it's, bonkers. It's always Christina Aguilera's dirty. That is that like is dirty. That is a banger. That is Great like you well. know. That is. Yeah, I mean that is probably like quite a good reference potentially. I don't. We wasn't a direct <laughs> reference to the music video, but I think I had it. <laughs> Had it in my brain somewhere. I think we had it in there. We definitely had it in there. I don't think it was a, it wouldn't no, because it was more blade and stuff. Uh, and, true. No, that yeah. was a point. That was a point. Oh, uh, and, actually, and we're in a dungeon, so you yeah, know, like yeah. Well, if we're going to we're talking about music video masterpieces, but you do have to think about NSYNC's bye bye bye. Oh, oh yeah. another good one. Sync exactly. masters of the music videos. Yeah. It's the puppet one. Oh, the puppet one. Okay. Yeah. I was I was one of those people that secretly loved those sort of tunes, but wouldn't reveal it till about 2015. Oh, <laughs> one of them out on the magic. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I've missed out. I'm just I'm just enjoying it now. I get to. It's like when you watch a TV <laughs> show, knowing it's phenomenal, and then tell somebody about it, and they get to watch it for the first time like years on. And you're like jealous because you wish that you could watch it for the first. So it's kind of those sorts of moments where I got to enjoy <laughs> the music. Well, I enjoyed it anyway, but I get to enjoy it later. Whereas when you've already enjoyed it. When it first was, re- I don't know. I'm I'm just talking a lot of shit. And basically, what's going to happen is I'm going to move on from this from this part uh, and get to you guys. That's okay. Um, I mean, Ensig are great, and we can talk about Ensig as much as we like. Uh, but we're here for Tribe of Ghosts, so you know. Um, just <laughs> anyway, um, 
I want to go back a couple of years, first and foremost. How were your pandemic seasons? We'll start with you, Adam. Uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. It was a, a time of kind of musical growth. There was definitely a lot of musical growth that was going in. Uh, there was a time of uh, lots of painting tiny miniatures, which was very fun. Um, and it was also about that time when we invited Becky to join band, actually. So that was, yeah, that was that was pandemic. It was a, a lot of things changed and a lot of things kept changing. That was kind of cool. Becky? Ooh, well, I do. I joined the gym. Um, I joined the pyramid scheme, go out the pyramid scheme, didn't like it. And then um, and then I was like, what do I want to do with my life? And and then I got a little message from Adam and he was like, hello, do you want to maybe try and join the band? And I was like, yeah, all right, let's, let's give it a go. And <laughs> What pyramid scheme was it? Oh, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed because they might like. They might <laughs> hunt you down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> but it wasn't super pyramid. It was like an. MLM thing, um, like you sort of like sell skincare and stuff. Like it was good skincare. I really like the skincare, but you, the whole thing with those is like you're not trying to sell the product, trying to sell the business. And I just couldn't be asked to sell the business. Yeah, who, like, but who can? Yeah, and I just went. I don't actually really want to do this. <laughs> I was like, I'm it. I don't like this. I'm gonna stop doing it. And then <laughs> I do music, so I just did the music instead. And then just had the discount on the products, and that's quite nice. Fair. I'll keep so, all the free samples. Yeah. So I kind of don't want to do this anymore because you're completely shit. But can I keep this? <laughs> <laughs> Is that all right? Wait, Dave, Dave, Dave you, like, I've got some of it already. I might like sending yeah. it back to the cost more. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things where you didn't have to like buy loads of stock. I was never going to do that. I was too poor for that. But it was just like, I just got the nicest. You just got, you just got, get it. It was like a little bit cheaper because it was expensive as fuck. That was the other thing. It was like, I can't sell it to people because it's like a pot of moisturizer for 50 quid. Who's going to buy that? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You'd be surprised how expensive skincare can be. I mean, we could produce our own for free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we might just use that. Subs. <laughs> I felt we were at that level, guys. All right. I thought, I thought it was sad. You know I'm, I'm just. I was just kind of pondering it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Becky's face was. Why am I here? Why am I here? <laughs> Why have I agreed to this fucking shit podcast? Please? No, no, no. This is. Don't you, call me I think what you two have just what you two have just noticed is an insight into into all of us. It's the, the band dynamic. Of like, occasionally, it's like, what is going on? Like what? Yeah. No one really knows where it starts. No one knows where it ends. We just know we're having a fun, a fun family time whilst we're at it. It's like, oh, we love all of you. What's actually happening? I've not. <laughs> oh, fucking oh. brilliant! But seriously though, fifty. How big was it? Like a ten mil fucking tiny little thing. They could be like, like they're probably like the pot was probably like that kind of size for something. That about okay, fifty quid and like I don't know. It came from some mystical tree like something i don't know oh, of course it did i fucking hate that <laughs> shit 
It comes from the juniper down the Ethiopian <laughs> river. <laughs> it can, uh, it's a rarity. It can only be found there. <laughs> we have people going over especially just to get it for us. <laughs> Don't harvest it. It is harvested by the wings of a small bird. <laughs> <laughs> only at Christmas. <laughs> and I believe the call goes, ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. It's that small, but it has massive lungs. <laughs> Carries about 300 grams. Amazing thing, really. Somehow it flies. No one knows. It's like we're going to comb in and brush it all out of its feathers. <laughs> <laughs> what did we get here? Oh, no. Sorry. Wait, it's made up by lungs and a very small sphincter. <laughs> oh, it's about half a gallon. Unbelievable. <laughs> Anyway. 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 Adam's stripping. He started. Oh, I'm sweating. Oh, started early. So before we we talk about the band itself, take us back. We like I like to ask this question. Learn more about the days of young Master Cedric and young Miss Blaker. What did you guys want to be when you were growing up in your more formative years? Has it always been music for you guys? I want to be a fire engine. Oh, the actual engine! Yeah, <laughs> superb. Where, where, like where? my mum, my mum, well, is I know literally. Bex, mum's probably told you. My mum's probably told you that already. But like, my mum is honestly got like, honest to God, it's like, yep, today's day. First thing you ever wanted to be was a fire engine, not a man, not a fire person, not a fire officer. The vehicle they drove in. Well, you basically are that now. You bulldoze every stage you go on to, so yeah, <laughs> cover it mostly that with berries. Come true. Yeah, <laughs> cover it with most liquids. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my favourite answer I've ever had to that question. I'm not going <laughs> to I just had the image of you with the headband on, with the sirens on either ear. <laughs> I'd be like, da da. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it was close. Oh, <laughs> oh we bet we bet at the Sedgwick, it's quicker. <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna top that, Ben. Use his hose, <laughs> use his hose. Uh, I mean, for me, like I did I was very when I was very young, I just really, really wanted to fly. Like I, like, I would I would go around the school playground like this, trying to figure it out. Just trying to figure out jumping off benches. Like it was going to happen one day, but amazing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Now, this makes total sense now that how this band has come together. I guess they like, yeah, just how this band's happened. It's just this is just. I think it's just from birth. <laughs> we were destined to just meet and create this the music we do. What a bunch of weirdos! Uh, but, yeah, I mean, oh, I, I actually, you know, I was going to speaking of uh, when you were saying about trying to jump around the playground flying. Uh, mine was trying to be a, a bumper car, so that's, I upgraded as well. <laughs> running into people, yeah, <laughs> literally doing this and running full pelt into people. Brilliant. At least you Halloween costumes to sort it for next year. <laughs> a bird in a fire truck or bumper car. <laughs> Or a fire truck bumper car. Combine <laughs> yeah. the two, yeah. <laughs> it's 
we know is that Becky wanted Becky wanted to fly and I apparently wanted to break things. So that's just how things go. Phenomenal. That's the next music video idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you want to do you want to sit like a half serious answer about the music side rather than how weird we are as children? No, to be fair, I'm gonna move. We'll move on to music now, but, but you're not topping those answers, and we're not gonna try and top those answers. Okay, simple. <laughs> but no, but where did take taking us back there? Where did this love of music come from? Especially the world of rock and metal. Is were your parents into it, or was it from an outside influence? Where did that come from? I mean, for me, like music has always been like a huge part of my family but not in the sense that they're the musicians or anything like that like my favorite thing like to do like my family would be if we go went on long like car drives any car drive had to have music playing in the car whether it be the radio whether it be old school cds and stuff like there was something that was very like soothing to us as a family to have some music playing in the car that we didn't have to like didn't have to talk like to each other really at all and like that's what happens at the moment like we'll have like, a little chat in the car for a long drive we feel very comfortable just sitting there, not talking to each other, just listening to music. And so that experience of listening to music has been a big part of me and growing up and like something I still really value. Uh, my dad's like an old, like a proper dad rock guy. So loves like Rolling Stones, Pink Floyd, classic rock, that kind of thing. So I was kind of introduced to rock and stuff very young and I still remember like a really big moment was watching Top of the Pops 2 and really showing my fucking age now, Jesus Christ. And and Bohemian Rhapsody coming on for the first time. And I'd never mm. experienced anything like that in my entire life. And like my seven-year-old brain was like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> um, yeah, and it blew my mind. Um, but I think my first experience of like angry music was like Eminem. Was sort of like a kind of like that kind of slight hip hop kind of realm because my dad got really into it when Without Me like came out and that album and like me and my family listened to it. Looking back, it was probably quite explicit for me to listen to when I was about nine, but like, <laughs> like there's a lot of lyrics I could recite that I think the Sophie Lancaster Foundation won't appreciate me reciting, so I won't go into it. <laughs> But like it was something that one of those iconic albums we used to have on in the car all the time and just like five to. And I think that was my first like entrance into something that could be very angry and emotive because I know a lot of Eminem's tracks, they have tended to be quite funny and novelty. Um, but there's a lot of those album tracks are very angry. Mm. And um, so that was my kind of there's actually a couple that are really kind of scary. If you look into like the old school like Marshall Martha's albums, like there's some actually like quite scary concept ones as well um and then from there it was school of rock school of rock happened and it like kind of i'd already kind of started to learn like acoustic guitar but that kind of changed the game went to go see it in the cinema and like loved the film and it just kind of got to that battle of the bands moment and they start playing the song and i it was like this feeling in my like in my stomach but I can't describe it was like the most excited I'd ever been and like I was just immersed in it and I was like this is what I want to do I want to be every single person on that stage I want to be playing every single instrument I just this is it and I think that was kind of it for me that's phenomenal yeah nice. that's amazing <laughs> but that that film was incredible and I imagine yeah. it inspired a lot of kids to be fair to see mm -hmm. 
like people their age doing that. And so to hear you actually say that and then to go on and do it and be in a man, that's absolutely amazing. What what about you, Adam? Where did it start for you? So mine, and this isn't a joke when I say it's mine actually was from from birth, like genuinely. My mum very proudly tells me that uh when they came home from the hospital with me, when she came home from the hospital with me, uh she had Ace of Spades playing in the car. The entirety of the album. She it's she loved uh, she loves Motorhead. She loves um, Hawkwind and Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and all of those. I was surrounded by that when I was mm. when I was younger. Um, not to an instance where it was like, oh yeah, no, I was encouraged to. You now I was encouraged to learn music and, and learn how to play guitar, and that's why I wanted to pick it up. And I was like, mum, I got I got enrolled into like Trump and to cornet lessons, so I learned how to play the cornet. And I was, uh, when I was, I did, when I say learn, and you're all going like, oh, oh, interesting. I was shit. I was genuinely terrible. Um, but where I kind of changed into music becoming something that I, that became something more important to me was uh, I actually got into musical theatre and um, started off my journey kind of doing it was like Amdram stuff when I started off. So it was like, you know, Oliver, I was an urchin and stuff like that. And then uh, went, became Daddy Warbucks and did that kind of stuff. And whilst doing those musical, when I was doing those musical theatre performances, I just, in, I loved the the drama of all of it. I loved the, the theatrics performance. And when I started kind of doing that more frequently and started doing more musical theatre-esque stuff was kind of when uh, heavy metal came into came back around. And not when it came not came back around like it, it disappeared, but I mean like came back around for me. I was at that same time, like rock and stuff like that was always in the background. I was always listening, like something was always playing. I remember that age I used to love like Papa Roach and I used to love like Ash was a big was a band that I loved pieces. Uh Feeder, I fucking adored Feeder and Placebo. But I remember vividly, uh you know, going back to the tiny little miniatures that I painted during lockdown. Um when I was a kid, my escape for life and for being and from like school and stuff like that was actually war game. I used to paint miniatures and I used to go do like 140k game, uh, like games workshop and stuff like that. And back then, Games Workshop used to have a license where they'd have bands with just to have stuff playing. So my main exposure to to like metal and stuff like that was hearing like Nightwish and Metallica and Megadeth and and Disturbed and stuff like that whilst I was wargaming. And it was all this stuff just was immediate the drama and, and everything like that, just all of these bits and the musical theater and all of this just became this incredible, like this is everything I've always wanted. Like this, this music gives me this drama. And I started going to a wonderful club. This was back when I was like 12, 13. It was a club night for underage kids called uh, the Friday Fry-Ups, a venue called uh, the Roadmender in Northampton. And they would have, uh, basically, they'd just put on like underage nights, like no alcohol served. It's all like soft drinks. 
and they'd have metal bands playing and it was like Gutworm played it at that point. It was like, I remember seeing Gutworm when I was a small thing and not remembering it was Gutworm. So that was like, it was like one of my first experiences of hearing death metal and being like, what the fuck is that guy doing? This is intense. And all of these moments of like finding kind of like it's, it definitely was that suddenly I was seeing other people that were listening to the music I liked and seeing the all these different like seeing band t-shirts seeing like Slipknot t-shirts and placebo t-shirts and being like there are other people that like this what what the hell is this and the more I started musical theater the more I started wanting to do musical stuff so uh my mum uh, I had, uh, there was uh, an acoustic guitar that was uh, left in my room by my old sister. And my mum encouraged me to play it. So I started playing acoustics. Uh, started doing like Green Day and 36 Crazy Fists. I loved them. And then my mum basically was like, hey, if you learn how to play the acoustic, I'll get you an electric. Worst decision she's made. Um, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and um, <clears throat> But no, it's like from... From that point on, it was just that release of, you know, we talked about them the last time when I was saying, you know, being a child of anxiety and ADHD and, you know, dyslexic and finding life really fucking hard. <laughs> like, not, you know, not, you know, not in terms of like not sport parents had, my parents were incredible, but it was like, school and friendships and not really knowing why my brain didn't work and why I didn't understand things and my escape was singing and playing music and playing guitar and learning songs and metal and getting into bands and doing that kind of stuff kept going kept doing it and they helped me find my family and now I'm in the best family in the world that's it that's amazing. That is amazing. But what I love is like we were saying, you were saying there, like you started playing guitar from a young age. But in Tribe of Ghosts, you play the guitar and you sing. Was the singing always part of the plan, or was that just sort of happened out of necessity? No, no, no. So the guitar playing was actually the uh, was actually the 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 guitar playing was actually the thing that I only picked up because no one else was playing guitar. So I was singing first, like I was doing musical really? theatre and stuff like that. Um, I trained in, I actually trained in musical theatre and doing like uh, Les Miserables and like classical singing. So I was doing kind of like, like, yeah, like, like, like <laughs> I was, it was basically to the point where I was at college and my tutor was saying I shouldn't go to, uh, so I just got my, uh, to the university that um, Bex and I went to. I'd got my own conditional offer and she said I should turn it down and I should go to a classical conservatoire. Wow. Yep. <laughs> so how do you go from singing in things like Les Mis to the sort of vocals you do now? How, how does that bridge cross? <laughs> I did, literally, I was doing exactly the same thing. I was training, doing... Uh, I also did, like, again, drama, so it wasn't really anything. It was like drama at sixth form, so it's not like, oh, yes, no, I was doing intense training. It was like, sitcom drama but um it was all the bands that i wanted to be in i kept hearing like slipknot and all these bands going like wow like in 36 crazy fists and and hearing like 
uh, Howard Jones and stuff like that. I know in these bands like screaming and being like, oh my God, they sound incredible. I want to know how to do that. So I started like doing, like copying Howard Jones and trying to do those screams and would do them alongside all my classical stuff. That's amazing. That is awesome. Absolutely incredible. But Becky, where does your soulful uh, pipes come from? How'd you learn you could sing? So... I think I always kind of wanted to do it. Like I've like I remember being four or five, being like wanting to like be in like a girl pop, like a pop, like a girl band. Of course. However. Um, and um I think part of me always wanted to do it, but I wasn't sure whether I I had what it takes. And um <laughs> and um I kind of started getting into like amateur dramatics similar to Adam. I used to do like sort of weird variety shows like in where I'm from, which is South End on Sea, and uh, <laughs> that's the rest of every time I close something that's where I'm from. <laughs> oh, South End. It's um, the best. We had we had an interview once where they uh, where they said, "Oh, she has an, an eloquent Sussex accent." And Becky went, "Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Phenomenal. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, similar sort of like theatre background and stuff. But I guess for me. I wouldn't say I was essentially trained in it, but my way kind of really in, apart from like playing in sort of amateur kind of teenage bands and stuff was jazz. Like my, um, my granddad, it was a massive jazz enthusiast, used to be like head of like the Frank Sinatra fan club in my hometown and stuff like that. And I used to like sit with him and watch like sky arts, jazz documentaries with him and stuff like that. And um, after finishing music, uni, I had like a bit of a stint being in like a jazz harmony trio and yeah so singing like Andrew's sister style really close tight harmony stuff um and also being like a backing vocalist as well for like pop artists and things so like I loved textural harmony and being weird like I love weird vocals like to the point where like it's like drives our producer up the wall because I'm like he's like you can't do that I'm like yes I can (laughs) (laughs) We've turned up. We've turned up with harmonies in the studios, and he's been like, "No, it does, <laughs> but stop." <laughs> it doesn't work. It crashes. I'm like, "That's the point." It's <laughs> weird. And it's, <laughs> um, and but I've always been like a fan. Like I call myself a, a surface metal fan, and so like always been a big fan of like sort of like Slipknot and things, Deftones, stuff like that. Like, and um, and it's always been something I've wanted to play with and there was a time actually I remember like because I've been friends with Adam for a long time and Daddy for a really long time and Ben I sort of met sort of because of friends being in bands and stuff but I probably know Adam and Danny longest I remember sitting in car with Danny I think we'll drive into our mate's house and he just chugged on and put some black tongue on and it's the first time I kind of listened to black tongue and I was like I love this but wouldn't it be great if it was this heavy with like a pop vocal over the top of it and I'm just sitting there thinking about it and I remember <laughs> It was a very long time before I was asked to join the band. I remember sitting there being like, oh, that'd be cool. Like, ridiculously heavy guitar and then a pop vocal on top. I'm like, ooh, ooh, that's interesting. And so when Adam asked me to join the band, I was like, I'm this I, this is definitely worth a go. Like, let's see what happens, because I think there's something there. That's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. So how did it come to be that... So with Tribe of Ghosts and Adam, how come you wanted to change things up and add Becky's vocals on top. So it's, 
I have uh, chronic uh, acid reflux, so I can't, I'm currently uh, working out what it is. It's um, trying to work out what the chronic is. Um, apparently it's autoimmune, but no idea what immune it is. Uh, and it currently working with the NHS on that. Um, but what it means is uh, my, I basically have acid pouring into my throat and mouth every night. How lovely. Yeah, it hurts. But um, it's not, it's interesting where in terms of it causes pain reaction, but nothing to the point where I'm like losing my voice. But to help me kind of, to help me kind of be able to go longer and do more gigs and stuff like that, um, I, I first said to the guys about when we kind of rebooted the band in about, so the band started in like 2018. This is like old history. Started in 2018. I was the main vocalist. Then our old drummer left and I we got in Danny, our new drummer. And around that time, I mean the whole time, the whole time period, I was, I've been massively inspired by uh, Cult of Luna. And they're like, Cult of Luna are all my favorite bands. I love Cult of Luna. And I also love Julie Christmas. And first time I heard Julie Christmas was the Mariner album. And I essentially was like, I want to do this. This is this would be amazing. And uh, there was at no point when I was sitting there going like, oh yeah, you know, who should we get in for sec? You know, it'd be, I wanted to get someone in anyway to help me kind of take a bit of the pressure off. But at no point was it like, a, oh yeah, so who are we going to get in? I just said to the guys, can we get another vocalist in? Yeah, sure. Who are you thinking, Becky? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I adore Bex. She's my best friend in the world. And she, I remember when we were back at uni and hearing, like, Bex doing stuff and we'd be doing stuff together. And, fuck, like, we met in, like, our first year of uni when I was, I think I was trying to teach you how to do screen, no, screen, wasn't I? And. You were. Yeah. And from then I was just, like, completely, like, this, I want to do something with Bex because your voice is incredible. So immediately when we had the chance to do it, I was like, oh, next. <laughs> um, and yeah, from then, I think it was, because I remember when we first, when it first happened, Bex was also kind of like, not sure on where she kind of would sit with it and what she kind of do. But we kind of, the main thing that I wanted to get across was that I didn't want it as Bex as a featured artist. I want Bex to be, help i wanted bex to be part of it so when we were writing vocals together it was very much a case of cool what do you think of this could we do this what what do you want to do is this a good idea and then me and you know and us two just started i think me and what it felt like at least for me it was just we kind of clicked as co-writers and started going this is we're we're on the same wavelength and we know what we kind of wanted do and how we want to push each other that's amazing you know i read somewhere that bloodstock 22 was your first gig with the band no it was the uh it was the fifth oh, it was the fifth one yeah okay yeah. <laughs> so we like um yeah because we, when we first started off it was very post-metal and it's very different to kind of what we do now so we kind of 
yeah we were a five piece at that point and we did two shows as like a five piece with very different sounding songs some songs that don't even exist anymore um and our guitarist who is still one of our really dear friends um decided to leave um and it was kind of this was sort of the end of 2021 and it was like we got a kind of decision like do we find another guitarist or do we go full pelt into a sound that we can do as the four of us because we just love this dynamic like because we're such a close friendship group we don't really want to change up that dynamic with just someone new and then at this point as we've been writing the previous stuff I'd been dropping at him I was like oh have you heard this Charlie XCX song and oh what about have you heard a thing and it was just dropping all these weird things in like crazy hyper pop and stuff and we were just geeking out on just crazy music and we're like why don't we just rearrange everything and really dig into this kind of sound we've always kind of talked about exploring like mashing everything up and like not really caring about the genre and just going full pelt with it like we could do backing tracks Adam could do sound design he's a genius you can do it so so well here's the fun yeah. thing. here's the fun thing um when we first talked about this I'm like yeah I really want to add synth. I was like yeah I want to add synth in I want to add in these different soundscapes because I've started adding in bits and pieces occasionally into the stuff when I was writing stuff during COVID um when it got to this point uh I've never written anything with synths in I'd only ever written something like Here's an extra bit of percussion. Here's maybe a sample that I'd like cut. And I would like that. So I'm going to repeat that. And then I'm just going to have a guitar thing. And that's it. Um, and then Beck's like, yeah. Then all of us like, yeah, let's do full synth. Let's let's add in synths and, and these. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then realized that a few days later, I'd never done it before. So I was like, <laughs> right. So in the span of, I think, three weeks, I taught myself synthesis. <laughs> and then... Uh, started writing everything to the point where now it's like lunatic sound design <laughs> and I think yeah we started that like yeah late December of 2021 yeah. and we got about a set together by I think we have only just practiced it in full by our first show in early June yeah I think it was like yeah that was our first show well, it was early June 2022 our second show was our Metal to the Masses Heat. Yeah. And then our third, yeah, and we won that. And then our third show was the final and we won that. And Which then Blood itself was like our, yeah, fifth or sixth show. Yeah. Our fourth show was supporting Famine with Havoxia and the uh, Havexia. Havexia, sorry, can't, brain is melting. Then we played in Leicester with our mates in Solvain and uh, sadly now no longer a band Solvain and two man doom band. And then next one was Bloodstock. It's like, the, the fucking <laughs> ego on you guys. I can imagine third gig, just won a competition. See you later. <laughs> Out of it, going to play Bloodstock. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. When so I, I, the whole gig at Metal to the Masses, because <laughs> we were the first band on, we, we got pulled first out of the hat. And like Simon's an incredible angel and I love him. But as soon as uh, All Hell Dog went on afterwards, I just turned to the rest of the band and fucked it. That's it. We're out. We're not playing with that one. Like, we're... Yeah, you were so and nervous. Good. I was like, it's okay. It's going to be fine. And, you like, know, I was like, we did. Like, I, was like, we did I was like, I'm so proud of us. But these guys, yeah, they're amazing. They're incredible. Like, they're so, so good. Da, da, da. And yeah, then we, we're like, what? 
no. Oh God, that's amazing. <laughs> I can just imagine. I can just imagine when you won, you're going, "Well done, congratulations." Wait, what? <laughs> so like we got um obviously so, you, you know the 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 metal so that's his final setups Sai or whoever's like come in to be special judge for the final goes on stage and they call you out and we and he mentioned that there could be bands that might be put on like a reserve list oh yeah um, we thought we were on the reserve list. like and then <laughs> and like um so we we're like well we've been to, all the bands got told at the start that that could happen so it's like there's going to be a winner uh, but I we will mention if there's any bands on a reserve list as well. And so we're we're, sit, we're standing there, everyone's gathered round for the end, and um, he mentions that um, sort of these. So we basically had a heat where we had two bands that played amazingly well. There was a band; they're incredible, but they double booked oh, themselves for yeah. the metal final. They are an incredible band, and they play ten minutes of the most technically incredible music I've ever heard. But because they were they were late because they played a show down the road and ran up and just got up line checked and played the set. So Yeah. It was yeah. Like, oh, it was just like I don't yeah. Um but then so Cy called out the two other competing bands and said, You're on the reserve list and we went, wait, so if if they're on the reserve list, <laughs> what band only play ten minutes, then and then what? I remember turning to Adam and being like, what? And then <laughs> it was us. And we're like, what? Incredible. That's <laughs> what an amazing feeling that must have been, though. Oh, it's, like, it's, yeah, it was like a... Well, because, yeah, at this point, we were not sure how we're going to be received because we'd been working on all this music for, like, the past six months. And we were like, does this actually work? Oh. <laughs> gonna like this like i don't know like because it's so just we just didn't really think about that we just wanted to make music that we personally really liked and we really resonated with so as long as we were like yeah like that was that was like the quality control like yeah that's a song that's going in and we hadn't really shared it with anyone else at all at this point it was just with us um and we're like i don't know i hope people like it um (laughs) Genuinely, I think and, yeah, it was a real yeah validating moment. It was yeah, I think by that we dropped cold and rain by that point. That was it. Yeah, yeah, and like I'll probably say they were probably the safest songs. They were probably the songs we kind of they had been written previously for five piece, but they were kind of minimally changed. Like the essence of them was still there, whereas all everything else was either completely new, yeah, or completely rewritten, completely bonkers. And we're just like, hope you like it. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> 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 Enjoy this aperitif. <laughs> so, so when it comes to songwriting, do you guys have like a process? Do you have a primary songwriter? Does everyone bring their own things? Like, how does how does it work for you guys when it comes to songwriting? I'd say there's sort of like an A and a B. Um, Adam, we kind of I call him our musical director. And he just has this magical brain that you can give like a load of crazy references to and go, make something. And then he'll just like come back with something. You're like, that's exactly what I wanted. Thank you. <laughs> and and um, so it will either be, I'd say it's out, it comes from Adam. And Adam's like, I've written a song. What do you think? And we'll give him some notes and stuff. Or it'll be like, I want a song like this. And then you give it to Adam and then he makes something and he comes back and goes, what do you think? And it's, nice. yeah. yeah. 
sound like I'm I'm the band's uh, I'm the band's writing siphon. So like, like, like write... human chat GPT. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> you actually are. Yeah, like um like false gods was Bex basically saying uh into a voice note in uh, like after watching parts going. I've had ads. Uh, guys, guys, I've had an idea. I've had an idea. I want a sexy song. That literally was it. I'd been in the middle of washing up. I'd take washing up gloves off. I was like, guys, I'd love to. <laughs> Nothing says sexy like a pair of marigolds, and it just gave yeah, me this idea. Yeah. It was like a whole concept. What was it? Because I, I was listening to Rina Sawayama, who I was obsessed with. I was obsessed with her debut album at this point. And I was like, I want a sexy song. But I was like, but yeah, it's got to fit on an album that's about the dystopian society. And I'm like, depression's not very sexy. So how <laughs> do you make it sexy? <laughs> so I was like, it's going to be from the viewpoint of the elite. And I made this whole story in my head. And I was like, guys, I want to, sh- I think it was Shakespeare. I was like, I want to yeah, Shakespeare. I want a Shakespeare song. And, it's gonna- and I sent you, I was Rena, and I sent you this- remix of Gimme More by Britney Spears and I was like this is what I want with some guitars so and then I broke false cards <laughs> um, that's amazing yep yeah, uh, Hive was uh, sort of from a riff that I wanted to sound like a swarm of bees trapped in a concrete coffin so that was where Hive came out um, Cold started off with my head wanting to uh, basically trying to recreate a life support machine. Um, yeah, my head's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> our references are like not musical alongside it. I think when we were making the um, the set for um, the Buzzstop Awards this year, and we were talking about like doing this interlude between sort of what's normally our final song into Desolation, which was what we finished with a Bloodstock when we hadn't played it anywhere else before and I was talking to Adam kind of like was what I wanted and I kind of gave him like a reference from a Michael Romance album song and then I was like and then it needs to sound like a transformer pile up on the M1 <laughs> I was like got you done <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like it's float down was like I wanted to uh that we've got a track called float down with Britain um I wanted that to sound like um, being in a flotation tank and uh, yeah there's loads of, there's loads of kind of the, the ideas I've got in my head like we've even got stuff we're working on where I'm like I want this to sound like this and I want it to sound like this or Bex has got like an idea and gone like I want this song and I've gone like wicked give me a week <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah that's the, the tribe writing process is musically we have an idea of what we want to we know it's weird it's like i'm we know what we sound like and i know and that's like i know what we what we sound like and we that's weird we i know what i want to portray and how all of us want to portray it because there's it's kind of like there's there's a cathartic hope in the brutality and that's kind of something that we always want to make sure is is in it so everything needs to feel like as much as it's heavy that there's there's light at the end and that's mm. you know mm. it's every song we've written there's something like that even sunburner like the ending of sunburner is disgusting 
Like it's utter filth. Then Mason dis- was disgusting on that on that final breakdown. He sounds like he's draining a toilet. It's brilliant. But the the whole of Sunburner is about um, me being diagnosed with general anxiety disorder, and it was beforehand uh, what I'd be doing, kind of denying it and ignoring that something was happening and consistently going like i'm getting worse but i've got to ignore it i can't you know nothing's happening i'm okay i'm fine um and the ending as much as it's heavy and disgusting it's literally the point where i embraced it and went like no i've got to learn how to live with this and it was hard you know it was years of healing and a lot of hard work to get out and get you know sort my head out and you know support from you know with support from friends and family like bex was there and danny was been there for me ben was there um friends and family there for me as well the whole time but it was hard and i'm not gonna lie and that's what the ending of sunburner is yeah it's gonna be hard but you'll get there do you feel like the songs are like a sort of way of not dealing with it's the wrong word but i mean it's your way of getting it out of like being like this is me enjoy it la la sort of thing it's odd it's kind of it's odd it's because you know it's that it's that whole thing of being it's not so much a case of going oh it's a it's a purging for me and that's it's very much a case of again it's that it's a release for me and i hope it's a release for you know and it's a release for bex it's a release for danny it's a release for ben and even though we do um like instrumentals written all about adam and some of the like a lot of the lyrics are as well we write the top lines together so that's always a very collaborative process as well so i think like co-writing on those as well like i always find there's a lot of expression within the carving of a melody and it's something like I remember when we like first kind of really started writing, and Adam's like, "Right, I've written all the lyrics." I'm like, "We haven't even got a melody yet. How have we done that?" Because <laughs> because like I always write melody first, because mm. like I think there's something that you can express a story and a message through melodic melodically, sometimes even more so than the words. So like bringing that together, where like a lot of Adam stuff is like sort of predominantly writing lyrics first Mm. um I think then coming together is quite a good match for then really bringing the emotion and story out as much as you can and I think yeah what's good is we we know our palette yeah like diverse and bonkers but we kind of know what works for us I'm not going to write a country song anytime soon like that's not that's my next question gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Okay, we'll put that back in. A country song may happen. <laughs> um, but yeah. Just really, really quickly. Do ghosts come in a tribe? What is a collective of ghosts called? Is there a word for it? I'm, I'm being generally serious. I'm actually, uh, like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to piss at all. I'm generally curious to what a, I'm trying to think. I'm genuinely trying to think. A ghost collection. What came to mind was like a school of ghouls, but I don't know. If oh, that's, that's awesome. Poems <laughs> of poltergeists. It could be one. At least we know what your tribute band will be called. School of ghouls. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I was just, I was just curious. That was all. I think yeah. only collectives of animal species get given a special title, though, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just humans, if we're <laughs> collectively like persons. I love to like like a, a huddle of persons. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm coming back in. I'm really back in. Jamie, please, please. I was going to say it does beg the question though. Where where did the name Tribe of Ghosts come from? So the name where it came from isn't. It's weird where it come from. Where it's come from isn't really what it means to us now. Mm, Okay. What it means to us, where it came from, is it was something that I kind of dreamed up and had in my head, but what it's kind of walked into is it's it's kind of become our expression of how we're kind of living through this world and kind of like tribe ghosts has just become how we're seeing and how we live and move in the world that we're seeing around us and kind of as much as it's you know I don't and I don't want to say that in a way of going oh it's you know it's doom and gloom it's yeah it's horrible it's brutal but it's it's how we cope there was a point where we weren't going to use it because it had been used for like sort of a a previous lineup that was so like disconnected from who what we were going for and who we're going to be we're gonna it was gonna be like a go like a like a gojira lyric ripoff or something it was gonna be like it was so what uh so yeah so it was either we're gonna we're gonna be we were either gonna be called silvera or uh downfall by design yeah Um, it was like and then after a while i remember being me and danny being like Please, can we use tribal ghosts? Just <laughs> yeah, and straight away I was like, yeah, let's just, let's just keep using it. Let's, I like it too much. Let's just use it. It is a great name. So it's, yeah, it was a smart decision. It's what I'm. It's what it's what I thunk. I thunk proudly. Brilliant <laughs> Yeah, it's that's what I mean when you say it's changed meaning. It's it's stopped being just something thought that I thought up, and it's become something for others to. That'd be kind. Of, as as I mentioned in the intro at the start, three days ago now you released Force Gods. Mm-hmm. The song is fucking phenomenal. But what's the feedback been on the track so far? It has been overwhelmingly good. Um, especially as something that at this point, like we've we're doing all like our press is independent. Like we've got our amazing manager Tony, but um, from Dark Mother Management. But we're kind of doing this one all on our own. And um, being such like an artistic vision that it was, especially from me mid washing up, to, <laughs> I want to share this song. And like the, like meeting our director um, Theodore Swadling, and just turning it into this big kind of art project in a way um i i couldn't be prouder of it and the like the journey we've had with it and the response really reflects that it's probably been the one that's had the like most overwhelmingly positive response we've had so far for any of our releases mm-hmm. which yeah which part of me was like kind of shocked on because it is the weirdest song we've ever put out by far i would say what do you mean by weird I mean, just sort of the the mix of the genres and okay. you know, like the juxtaposition of it, and um, 
it was one of those because it was one of the ones that I guess was technically written more like recently in terms of like the clusters. It was something that we had just finished just before the Metal to Mass final. So it was like, so that was like mid 2022 was when we like just actually completed it as a full song. Like, yeah, we're going to play it. Yeah. And um, so it was one that felt like the most risky because it was probably the most we'd really explored genre mixing creatively. But at that point, um, there's weirder songs coming. Don't worry. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So just to see it get the response from just the performer of various people with various tastes. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just been really, really amazing to see. It's 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 like you're carving your own path. It's like you're carving your way into a, into a genre that doesn't exist yet, uh, which I think is what makes you stand out massively. And I think that's why the success you're having has been so prominent. And like, by the way, it's fucking amazing coming from all angles at you because you're literally like, we're going to go this way and nobody's down here yet. So if you want to join in, but we started this shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I kind of feel like for me, it, it, it's very much that kind of, Again, I, it's very, it's again, like Beck said, it's it's that overwhelming, like, oh, people like it. And it's like, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's that like little validation, not like validation to be like, yeah, we did something good, but it's that validation to the support we've had from it is, is at least for, for me, it's that kind, it's been that instance of like, people are supporting us and people are, are there with us and it's like it, it's that little voice in your head that's like keep going keep going and it's that means the world that that just means more than anything in the world to just have that little like for us for just a crazy little family of weirdos and having a massive family of people that either we've not met or have met once or we've met multiple times and we see all the time being so supportive of us it's like yeah <laughs> we're, we're not that weird <laughs> <laughs> the music video though must have been insanely fun but do what am i i'm probably wrong in reading this is there been something banned about it or someone's kicked off about it or something because yeah, it's, so, it's... Uh, youtube on uh, youtube isn't allowed us, uh, isn't allowed allowing us to advertise it because of what reason the blood or yeah so it's shocking content is the is the general yeah. term when i dug into the notification it says you can't have any bodily fluids or waste <laughs> was the term that they don't like they won't advertise anything that pertains to bodily fluids so, um, yeah, we always try and give our videos a little boost, you know, pop a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, cash in, it means just boost it up on, like, adverts and stuff you, you recommended and things like that. Um, but this, we can't. So we're kind of just like, well, let's just use it as a marketing ploy and just say, it's shocking. It's, <laughs> even it's great. Like, I can't back. Um, it's like one of those things where, like, I don't know. I didn't actually think that was the most shocking part of the video, to be honest, because bear in mind, like, half of it is shot in a sex dungeon. Yeah. So... <laughs> no, generally, the first, half it, the first half of it was shot in a sex dungeon. Yeah. I, I believe you. I totally believe you. <laughs> I was, yeah. I mean, we didn't get that cross on chain suit from anywhere. Like, no, it's not yeah. So... Um, 
just had next to me, next to me in, in the chair that I'm in. I turned to my left. There was a cupboard full of um, animal prosthetics. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> that was a. They had to like angle the camera just right. Like they tried to go yeah. a little wider with it. Like nope, we can't get that cabinet in because it's full of dildos. So we're just going <laughs> to sit here. <laughs> Um, behind me, there was uh, there were three uh, there were three suits, and one of them we found out afterwards. One of them was called a full body isolation suit, um, but it was uh, it was basically a leather worm suit, <laughs> so we called it the worm suit. The worm suit. So yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it, it was it was fun to see that world, um, but it's something that because we like. We were looking at venues at the time and like locations because we started started storyboarding, but Theodore was like, we can't do too much until we know exactly where we're going to shoot because a lot of it would depend on what the rooms are available and stuff. And um, I was trying to book like nightclubs and stuff in sort of Brighton and things and not getting much back. And I was like, talking to a friend of mine about the concept, she's like, we're in Brighton. It's like the most sex positive like city out there. There's got to be something. And then literally two seconds, Google... Um, search they're just to the dungeon and it's generally like awesome like oh, it's... Look at time it's great like it's airbnb style pick up some keys you go in and there's I'm a little so, like there's a nice bedroom there's like you can book out like it's probably like hotel time so you know would recommend like we're a sex positive fan so you know go have a good time if you like, like it's it's generally a, um, like it was wonderfully clean it was well looked after like everything yeah. it was like like hygienic to the absolute nth degree. It was really you like want, it was. Oh, very much so. But even <laughs> looking through it, it was like it was. It was all of us were kind of giggling as we were going through. <laughs> There's a William, <laughs> but um, but it was it was also one of those things that be like. I think me and Bex were talking about it afterwards and be like, this is incredible that there's a place like this for people, and that's like yeah. genuinely amazing. Like that's that's so cool that this is available for people. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is wicked. Beck just right. went through again. This yeah. is schmexy enough. This is schmexy yeah, enough for my standards. Very schmexy. This will do. Uh, Brighton, you say? Yes. Brighton erotic boudoir. Brighton erotic And I didn't sit on the bed. We end up using the bed as a as a green room. We were going to use it as a room to shoot in, but we ran out of time because we only had a small amount of time in there. And apparently, it was very comfy. So, um, yeah. So you know. Good to know. (laughs) With the plethora of tracks that you've mentioned, and I don't know how much we could talk about this, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Does this mean there's an album on the way? It just might. It just might. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've, we've done a lot of recording this year and um, we've been working on a plan for a schedule. Okay. And for some high anticipated thing. <laughs> and um, we're looking that we might be able to announce something in the spring. Interesting. So, your eyes peeled in the early spring of 2024. It's every single one of our interviews. <laughs> There's always something we can't yeah. talk about. Like we had, we did a pop. Me and Adam, we did a podcast like a couple of months ago, and this was before we'd set a release date for False Gods. It was literally 
the week before we could, uh, we announced that we're going on tour then. And like, and we couldn't say anything. It was embar- really strict embargo. And um, that, yeah. And they were just like, oh, is there anything you need to announce? And we're there like literally in pain because we can't <laughs> talk about anything. We're like, no, just no. And it was literally after the answer got announced, we were rabid fest interview, <laughs> interview yeah. Ricky Marshfield Times ago. So what have you got coming up? <laughs> because like, two weeks later we were dropping off. About three days' time. And <laughs> I can tell you, but in private. And then I can tell people publicly the following week. And <laughs> that's just the, the life of a band. We've always got things you can't talk about, but you like are itching to. What we're saying though with the album though, the way the music business is these days, it's not always obvious because of the world of Spotify and things on demand. Like a lot of bands we've spoken to are like, we're just happy releasing singles and EPs. We don't need to put an album out there. People aren't don't really matter, does it? <laughs> I think it's because we this particular thing we've been working on is it's a it's a body of work that is to be released together. It's a concept. It's a conceptual story, and, and all the singles we've seen, bar Sunburner, are all part of this story. And um, that's why, as much as we could just keep dropping singles, um, it needs to be released together, and it needs to be one thing rather than like lot drip and drips and drabs. We've also got some really crazy songs on it, so. Your wording makes me very intrigued. I'm so very intrigued. <laughs> before we, before you trip up and give someone away, you shouldn't we? Probably should move on because you'd have just hinted at the fact that you are going on tour with third yes. of December, ten dates. Mm-hmm. How excited are you for this tour? So excited. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just we've always wanted to really go around the UK and really go like we've played a lot, sort of around sort of the M25 South and the Midlands. And <laughs> and um, we've loved those shows, but we've always wanted an opportunity to go further north and there's certain venues across the country that we've always wanted to play. And then when we got offered this tour, I'm like, let me just have a look at where we're going. Okay, let me just have a look at all the venues. Okay, so this is all the places we've ever wanted to go to as part of the next stage of gigging and all the venues we kind of want to play. This is an absolute no-brainer. Like, we are doing this 1,000%. So... And to go on tour with such incredible bands. I earn a mountain core are yeah. ridiculous. They're so good. Mm. I saw um I saw Mountain Caller play with King Buffalo uh a couple of weeks back and it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And we saw I saw a bit of um just before um at Bloodstock, just before we went I went well, we went to go get ourselves sorted out. And Jesus Christ, they're incredible. Like this is it's it's basically a like this this for this tour for, for us is just basically yeah, we play for our set and then we just get to watch that like <laughs> two of the coolest fucking gigs ever. Like this is gonna be amazing. And Earn guys, lovely guys. We got a chance to chat to them at Bloodstock, really nice guys as well. So Oh, they're wonderful. Jangus and James are, are absolute diamonds. Absolute diamonds. And I'm um, very much looking forward to seeing you in Bristol. So it's going to be great. It's, I was when I saw you because um, one of my best mates, Erna, one of his one of his favorite bands ever, and his wife fucking hates anything to do with metal, guitars, anything of the sort. <laughs> um, so he's like, "Oh, I really want to go see Earn. And I was like, "Well, I'll go with you." 
I don't mind. Like, I'll happily go. Um, I'm actually in Tamworth. I've got to get from Tamworth down. Anyway, it's irrelevant. But still, um, yeah, so I was like, oh, God. So then when I saw you guys got an answer, I went, oh, fucking hell, this is going to be amazing. And I was like, <laughs> even more excited originally than I already was. So I am absolutely buzzing to see you because I actually get to watch you live for the first time. Obviously, having getting to interview at Bloodstock, but obviously with with press stuff, obviously you don't get to watch oh, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I am going out of my mind looking forward to seeing you guys and getting to hang out with you for a bit as well it'd be great it'd be great to see you to see you both and obviously um the, the others as well so it'd be great um but you mentioned that you played rabbit fest how was that am i going you going <laughs> you go Babs. You go Babs. it was so much fun i mean it's, it was our first show since bloodstock and i got to the point where like bloodstock was such a high and like it almost felt like we had because we had a little bit of time we we're working on this like after Bloodstock, we we're like we're doing the music video we're doing this we're doing lots of prep work so we're, we're really busy behind the scenes but we hadn't got an opportunity to play together in a long time and like really really missing it and then being like you almost get that like if you haven't really done a gig in a while you kind of get this like like really kind of nervous feeling of like oh can we still do this is the magic still there I don't know. <laughs> Played such a time, and because and um, we got there, and it's still there. Like we had so much fun, like, and the response was just incredible. Like, it was just yeah, such a great, such a you know, and the building is a really, really good venue. Really, really enjoyed it, and it's just nice again to be in front of our community, and um, and you kind of like, oh yeah, I love this little family. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> and especially for me and Ubex being in the community in the community well. it at the, yeah. by the end yeah we like um I, I don't know how did you orchestrate this by the way because I think she just looked up and then you were there with your guitar <laughs> and your mic stand in the crowd of this <laughs> barricade like it's not like a little like easy drop down I was like how did this happen literally, I, 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 I grabbed the mic I literally grabbed the mic with the stand pushed it over, dropped it down, climbed over, walked forward with all of the stuff. And was just like, I need to get that bit. I was too busy doing like the last, like the last one of our set. Um, it's like, a, there's like this ethereal thing. So I was too busy, like, washing my hands around or something. And, oh and then I just sort of looked over and I'm like, what's going on? And I was like, well, I'm coming too. So I like <laughs> come over, but I have really tiny legs. So I'm struggling to get over the barricade. So I'm like sort of halfway on it, halfway off it at this point. And then, like, we're just screaming at each other. And then, okay, and then I come into the crowd, and then I steal your mic. Yeah, and, you started screwing up my uh, mic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tribe sets are chaos in general. Like, mm. madness is their play. So, are you are you changing it? I don't know. I don't want to give obviously too much away with it, but are you changing it up for the earn shows, or because obviously I imagine you on because obviously you're a support act as well. I was trying to say. So obviously your time slots a lot smaller. So like, are you gonna? I, I don't want to. I don't want to like actually find out too much, but I want to ask <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, how are you? The sets are planned, and okay, sets planned and good to go. Uh, condensed. We're going to be mixing it up. So like, we're not. We have three sets. Yeah. That we're just gonna like just they figure out choose, how we're feeling on the night, really. I mean, like. <laughs> What do you want to play? What order? So it's like we found ways to make the songs like work, and they all work in sort of different 
borders and it's like just how are we feeling what are we doing do you want to sing this song tonight okay let's do this set there'll be some sets that some songs are included in some aren't so kind of every show you're going to get like a different experience which is quite fun Ooh, I okay. like that but that makes it sort of for you guys as well because obviously doing 10 days you don't want to be doing the same thing 10 days in a row it sort of makes it more interesting for you guys as well i imagine i know <laughs> It, it changes it up. It really does change it up. But I, I think, think part of it was because, like, obviously, we there's so many songs that we love and we can't not play in a way. Yeah. So it kind of got to the point where we could choose one definite set. And then we were like, and then, and then I think Adam may have written two ideas already or something. And then we were like, why can't we just have both of them? Yeah. Like, can't we? <laughs> and then we're like, like, can we do this yeah, one? It's like, yeah, we'll just do a third one. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> So, and then so, you were like, oh, do we want a third one? We're missing this particular song. I was like, we've got to play that song. I can't not do it. It's about playing that song. Well, we like singing. <laughs> I like how like it's sort of like impressed will say, oh, we want to mix it up for different shows, but in reality, it's, we're just really indecisive. We just couldn't, just, yeah, we couldn't no. whittle it down after that <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's, again, like, I've got like both my, like, both my, my wonderful children behind me. Um and like it is going to be on the night. I'm going to be like I don't know like which one I'm going to be using that night. Isn't going to be like oh yeah no this one sounds better and this one's like I want this one because this one looks like this. This one's cool and I'm going to use this one tonight. And then that's going to get thrown at someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, um, I said yeah, it's, it's going to be super fun. I'm so excited. Amazing. Look, looking past the urn tour and like heading into 2024, like what what's what's the tribe of ghost vision board looking like for the next couple of years? Have you how far ahead are you to sort of planning now? Oh, very far. I mean, we've already started writing then the the we've got the record that we're gonna be announcing <laughs> more specifics in the spring. <laughs> and then we're already writing the next one yep. after that. And um we've got well, we've got lots of festival next year already booked up. Like we've got, we're playing Takedown Fest, um, which is an amazing lineup. Um, and actually, they're announcing some more tomorrow, and there's yeah, some yeah, yeah. amazing bands on that. So I know this just comes out after the announcement, but for you guys, keep an eye out tomorrow um, for announcements from Takedown because there's some sick acts being shared with all the assets and I was like literally looking at them today like oh it's so good isn't it it's so good <laughs> and, and um I we just want to get out there gigging as much as possible because we just love it so much and um so just coinciding with that and I think we had such a fun time making the full squads music video I think we just want to find opportunities to make really crazy creative things around the music as well like there's lots of ideas it just um just depends how and what when, when we can make it work um and has made this crazy light show idea that could be potentially an installation that we we're thinking about maybe for 2025 at some point but there's some stuff that we're playing around with and seeing what we can do so it's just gigging as much as possible sharing as much music as we can and being really creative with it, really. Interesting. If you said that, we wanted to. So sorry, go on. I was going to say, as, as a few things that we do have announced next year, um, we're going to be playing 
for certain, there's a couple of things we do have. So do have obviously got takedown, but we have got uprising as well. So we're gonna be playing the uprising in Leicester. We're gonna be playing North Ants Rocks, uh, where we're headlining the Sunday, which is gonna be very, very fun. Uh we're playing we're headlining show at Club 85 and in Hitchin. And we've got a few other things that are in the pipeline that You want to save my car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just chewing his jacket, and yeah, there's some, there's a few little bits and bobs, but yeah, just keep your eyes peeled. Your eyes peeled, but it's yeah, it's a creative Jackson Pollock at the moment. <laughs> With the <laughs> what what I love about this and talking to you guys is you can see the passion. And the love you guys, not only for what you do with the band, but for each other and as a band and like this whole community. And it's it's beautiful to see. And I really want people to take that away. We we're saying like how like one of a kind you guys are, but it's not just the music. Like it's it's really inspiring just hearing you guys talk. Like I really hope people take that away. Yeah. But the <laughs> Before we start wrapping up, though, the last thing from myself. This is normally where I ask bands to like recommend one or two songs, but you've got five singles out on Spotify. People can't go listen to all five, then they haven't got enough time. They can easily go do that. So I'm not going to ask that question. But instead of ask, if there's one of the five that maybe stand out to you as personal highlights to hold a special place in your heart for whatever reason that is, what what would that be? I'm going to I'm going to say False Gods. Me too. Um. For for me, um, it's this truly this this band has is it's kind of the band that's been the the music and the creativity that's been percolating in my brain since I was the smallest creature that could ever think about music, and since I first heard anything by Nine Inch Nails. So, um, False Gods is the first sign. Is probably the the first time that, and when I say this, I'm going to really, I need to put this before and I'm going to probably clear this up a bit more. Um, Bex, Danny and Ben have supported my weird little brain doing its weird little things. But False Gods, it's probably the first time that, especially from Bex, um, kind of, Maybe not in a maybe not in a in a very obvious way, but kind of to me when we trust you, you've got this. Mm. And it's the first time and it's the for me as a song, it's the probably the first time when it came into all the sound design, it's like I can do this, I can actually do this, and I can play and I can you know, and I'm and I'm my best friends are here behind uh are behind me going uh, going like you can do this, you've got it pushing me and pushing me and pushing me and it's for me false gods is as much as it's a ridiculous brutal song it's probably in my head thinking about it it's probably one of those ones where i'm like the most feeling the, the biggest feeling of support for my friends that i've ever had and being able to have my best friends behind me and keep pushing me to the point where like now that pushing is like, is just there the entire time. And the love and support for it is just, yeah, that's why I love this song. Because it's, that's, it's like the start of, it's the start of that. 
What about you, Becky? I'd say for me, False Gods was probably like my real kind of first creative vision stake in the band. Um, because a lot of it, obviously, we still work collaboratively, but a lot of it was from Adam's mind at this point. And I think this was the first song that went, I want a song like this. And like, I sort of like directed in terms of like exactly like the references and stuff. And like, I took a big lead on like sort of writing the top line and like bringing those ideas and like a full draft basically to Adam and being like, this is kind of what I see it being like. And I wrote the lyrics and sort of the kind of the story the vision as the story of the song as well and like again it was another like, similar thing for me but in a different way like I can do this so like I'm not just sort of writing bits of top line here and there and that's not Adam I can do this creatively as well because I hadn't really done anything like this before in a long time or felt confident in it in terms of like writing and stuff I have been in other bands and been able to work and I felt like I made something like good out of it but this was the first time I was like this feels like upper level and like we could like this could be something it's not just fucking around at home and stuff like that it's like this could actually potentially be something if people like it but like it was um yeah it was probably one of those like kind of when we start finished writing this song I was like I've got and it kind of then became a part of our set and was a part of this bigger thing that we were developing, I was like, this feels right. There's something, there's something here. That's just so schmexy. Yeah, so schmexy. No, that is, it's absolutely beautiful. And for someone that struggled with self-confidence issues his entire life, I completely get that. So to have that moment of like self-clarity be like, fuck yeah, I did this. I made this happen. That is absolutely beautiful. And again, just shows the love that you guys have between each other. It's it's absolutely amazing to see. Mr. Stevens, do you have any more questions for our wonderful guests? Yes, I do. I have one final, one final. So when you started out wanting to be, you know, a fire engine or being able to fly or bumper cars, that sort of thing, and living in the world of jazz or musical theatre, did you ever think that getting to this stage now, this is where you'd be? No. <laughs> I think my wildest dreams, like, it's going to sound really weird, but there was, like, in that, so my boyfriend used to be in an old band with Adam and the guys, and I was the wag. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. And, yeah, that was that was the setup. And... Um, and I do remember, like, one point, I think we might might have even toyed the idea of me featuring on a song at some yeah, point. Yeah, no, we did. We did. Yeah. I, I and I remember, like, I, was, I remember just having this to remember, like, oh, maybe I'll sing at Bloodstock one day. <laughs> and, and then, like, and so I think I had an inkling that part of me would want to go into that world and something could happen. And I think maybe there was something subconscious there, like, it could work. But, the, but it was just kind of trying to like structure the madness of it and like and I don't know there was a hint of destiny about the message because I was actually sitting on a train and I just looked at my phone and I got this message from Adam and I don't know it just felt like yeah this was right and I think there was like a gut feeling of like 
this we're going on this kind of journey together and that was very cool i'll definitely say younger me small little creature me probably they had little to no confidence who you know had little to no confidence in themselves and probably thought i i definitely didn't think about when i was younger but it's definitely one of those things where in my career as a musician and, and working in music this is probably the first like what beck said like this is probably the first time that it's like there's a spark here and it's mm. the first time it's first time it's been a thing and yeah it's exciting and it's uh, it's exciting but it's amazing to be able to share that that's nice yeah. i think um when false gods was released a few days ago really made it re restamped your place and people went fuck these guys are actually really serious about this and from my perspective all i see is just is it's just up from here and you're, you're just going to fly now Thank you, guys. I, th I think. Thank you. And I'm really, really. I think. Well, I think Jamie as well. I think we're both Absolutely. quite excited to see where you guys are going. Um, and yeah, we wish you every success. Thank you very much. I'm still hoping that my guitars are on one place by that happens. But <laughs> <laughs> just, just remember us when you're big and famous and you're headlining and shit. Just remember us, yeah. Please. Oh, don't you worry, you'll be. There. <laughs> Before we let you guys get out of it, any plugs, social medias, anything you want people to go check out. So, False Gods is available now on YouTube. Please go watch it because I don't have any ads on it because I don't love us. It's also on Spotify and all other major streaming platforms and Bandcamp as well. Um, please give us a follow on our socials. We're on Instagram, Facebook. We're on TikTok. Um, yeah. We're on X. I have to remember X. this right as well. X. And um, make sure you come and see us um, at the upcoming Earn a Feast on Soro UK tour. We're coming to Leeds, Carlisle, Newcastle, Glasgow. This is not in the right order, yeah. but we're also coming to um, Manchester, Milton Keynes, Birmingham, Brighton, Bristol and London. Yeah. Tickets are available on earnofficial.com with all the right dates in the right order. So check <laughs> there. Um and um keep your eyes out for in 2024 for lots of big things, takedown, uprising, Northlands Rocks, and many more. Yeah. That was beautiful. Straight <laughs> off the tongue there. That was great. It's almost like we planned it. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> I'd love it if you were just like talking, you were doing it, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. One sec. <laughs> and then this and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for taking the time out to do this. It means the absolute world. It really does. Thank you. It means the world. You think this means the world to us that people want to hear us chat shit? Yeah, we like a chill environment where we just talk bollocks. <laughs> Nobody wants a really regimented, why do you play music? Why do you write this song? Why do you know what I mean? Because people go, oh, no. You know, you've got a bit of a laugh and enjoy it's like It's like mates having a, having a beer, just having a laugh. Do you know what I mean? And that's, so yeah. Um, but I was really excited when you when you got, when you you emailed Adam and it's like, you know, here's, here's a new song. And then I was like, well, fuck it. Let's just, let's just get you on properly. Because, yeah. you know, 
it, it was I, I felt really good I don't know how Jamie felt about that I was gutted that we got rammed into that fucking yes Sorry. Oh, that. Sorry, but no, the, no, no. The weather, the weather on Saturday was weird. Oh, it was so it was we would like. I was halfway through an interview with Carl from from GBHBL and like wonderful support with band. He's been a supporter since we since um, since we we kicked off last year, and uh, we were like halfway through the interview. It started raining, and he's like, oh, "For God's sake!" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I watched it back because it was one of my genuinely one of my favorite interviews we did that entire weekend. I was watching the footage back and I was like, "We're all cramped up." I was like, it, this, "We could have looked a lot more comfy like having this conversation." But <laughs> oh, I think yeah, Be- Bex and I used to being cramped up in like tiny space. <laughs> Man. <laughs> but no, genuinely, thank you so much. It was absolutely amazing to talk to you guys again. It really was. Phenomenal. Guys, this has been absolutely incredible. I'm so happy that we got to have you on here. Absolutely superb. We were so happy, you guys. We were so happy to have you guys on. It's great. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. Not at all. Bloodstock was an absolute joy. Because obviously, I think I met met you guys before Jamie turned up the day before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And I was like, these guys are going to be great. So that's why I was even more gutted when the weather was shit. (laughs) But it happens and then we'll just have we'll just have to have you again won't we like in person properly and do something um so yeah but serious in all, in all seriousness thank you so much for doing this it's been great to catch up have a fucking enjoy the rest of your thursday uh and have an absolutely superb weekend and i'll see you in a couple of weeks in bristol take it easy guys take it easy what an incredible hilarious conversation and i think you all listeners will agree with me that is the greatest answer to what did you want to be when you grow up ever given in this show's history. And also, don't join a pyramid scheme. Yeah, don't join a Simple pyramid scheme. Simple as that. Don't join a pyramid scheme. I think this is what we should take away from that entire interview is don't join a pyramid scheme. Absolutely. Right? So, you know, all the band and the singing aside, <laughs> uh, you don't want little tiny tubs of moisturizer so that you can just make yourself. So, just make your own. <laughs> But seriously, on a proper serious note, though, Adam and Becky, thank you so much for taking the time out of your insanely, insanely busy schedules uh, to sit and chat with us. We really appreciate it massively. Go to the Earn Tour. All of you get tickets now. Uh, but most importantly, we really hope that you enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. So I've gone and fucked up royally, Mr. Westwood. What have you done? I went and bought tickets for Jonathan Pye's new tour next year uh, at the Cardiff Arena because it's a Black Friday sale. It's 50% off all tickets. So I was like, beautiful, 17 quid each. I'll take that. Went for the side of the stage. It's like, excellent, lovely. I'll take those. Bought them. Got excited. Perfect. And then went, hang on a second. Why is it row J, row K, row L and row M? That makes no sense. I was like, I bought four tickets. I bought four tickets together. Little did I know, Jay, not paying any fucking attention, they turned it sideways. Ah, so the row is going down, not across. Why the fuck would they put it that way? Exactly. And thank you, thank you. It's always the little box at the top that represents the stage, and then it goes backwards. And I just went, oh, one, two, three, four, perfect. But yeah. I don't know. I'd gone J K L M. <laughs> So you're all sitting behind, behind each other. other. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Because you could all tap each other on the shoulder and go, that was funny, weren't it? That was great, that was. 
Pass it along. So I've contacted Ticketmaster and I've gone, can I have a refund, please? I would like to exchange them for them sat next to each other. But realistically, no one's asked. So if they're not asked, that's fine. But I feel like a bit of a twat because I didn't look. I just went one, two, three, four next to each other. So I didn't, you don't even like, do you know what I mean? Well, you don't even consider the fact that it's going to be on its side. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I get what you're saying that you feel a bit of a twat. But the same, at the end of the day, they always put it that way that the stage is at the top and it goes backwards. So if they're going to fucking change it, idiots. Thanks, Cardiff International Arena. <laughs> Sorry. Utility Arena, whatever you're fucking called now. It, the name will change by the time the gig comes along. Don't worry about it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I would imagine so. It's the end of February. So I'm literally bottling for soup two days before. So oh, it's like, go. And the Saturday is Scotland, England, the Six Nations. And my friend Paul wants to go. So I'm like, um, I, it could be a mental weekend. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I was gonna say it could be a mental weekend. Anyway, <laughs> this really blew my mind today. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if it, it should be true because if it isn't, I'm glad. If it is, if this is real, why? A rock climber has created a coffee mug that feels like the edge of a rock and is almost impossible to hang on to. I'll send you the photo so you can put it up for people to have a look at. Oh, this for your eyes. Look at that. Why? What? Exactly. Oh, I would like a really fucking boiling hot beverage that I could hardly hold on yeah, to. Goodness. Is, it, is he training? Is this how rock climbers train? Oh, oh I, haven't got, I haven't got my... my what, I was about to say steps, not steps. It, my, my, my grip training in today. My I better make a, yeah, I'll get a mug in that I can hardly hold to really work the fingertips. <laughs> oh, feel that burn! I can fuck a fucking Felix. I can hardly answer the. <laughs> I spilled it on my lap. I can feel the fucking burn on my dick. <laughs> like why? I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Hopefully, it comes with a straw, like a metal straw. You'd be alright then. Sleep on the that, table. That, why put a metal straw into a hot boiling hot? That'll just conduct the heat, you twat. Yeah, but a hot drink will melt a plastic one. So you can't use a metal one either because it'll burn your lips. <laughs> Basically, you're fucked. Just buy, just use a normal mug. This guy's an idiot. Would it, would it make a really weird musical instrument? Would it whistle? <laughs> <laughs> it's like dancing in the drink because it's so hot. <laughs> oh, he's off again. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a weird mug again. He's making music. <laughs> I just found that mental. What? And I, like, why would you want to? Oh, you know, the problem with mugs these days, too many handles. <laughs> you can hold them. That's the problem with these mugs. Yeah. Just... You don't need handles. You need the smallest little bit of uh, porcelain <laughs> sticking out the side that you can just grab onto with the tip of your fingers. What? It's like a shit version of Ninja Warrior. <laughs> hey. What's your it's training like... been for Ninja Warrior? Drinking coffee? Yeah. <laughs> with the tips of your fingers. <laughs> Oh, fuck is it? Oh, my God, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> it's almost like he sat there and he went, I really miss climbing mountains and I really want a coffee. How can I solve both of these problems? In yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Excellent. What a fucking weirdo. Yeah, I know. I know. But the biggest question I have for you for, to this week is, and I'm always intrigued by this, have you ever bought a gift for somebody and then not giving it to them because you've always wanted it yourself. I think I might have done that before. 
I'm gonna, or I've gone and then brought another one because I've decided I'd want to keep one of them. Because it was a, a few months ago, Keris was buying some gifts for her for her friend's birthday, and she bought her a book, and yeah. she went, "Hmm, might not give it to you now." <laughs> like, but you bought it. She's like, "Yeah, but I really want to read it myself." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, just buy yourself a second. No, I'm not gonna bother. I'll get some else. Oh, okay. Just read I, it really quickly and then give it give it to us still. Sorry. Yeah, but you'd known it's red because it's paperback. Yeah, but true. I've never done that. I've never ever gone and bought something and gone. Do you know what? I'm not gonna bother. Let's keep that. I don't think I've ever done that. I think I'm like I've said, I think I've probably gone. Actually, now I'm gonna go buy another copy of something because I want one or something like that. But I've never gone. No, they're not having it. It's mine now. Fuck them. Yeah, that's literally what she did. So I was a bit like, wow, okay. <laughs> that's that's a new one. But... Yeah. I feel like I've got to know you a little bit better. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to judge you right now. That's what I'm doing, love. I'm judging you, I'm, okay? I'm not sure what's going on right here. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but no, no winches this week. I just uh, thought, felt myself a bit of an idiot for buying tickets behind each other rather than next to each other. Uh, I, I think you're entitled to that one. I think it's, it's, okay. it's understandable. Well, I appreciate. I I appreciate you on my side. I've got there. you back. I'll, I'll back you up on this one. I always feel there's something wrong with me, you know. Like I don't know if I'm a perfectionist or or some sort because I'm always like, uh, you you're dying. <laughs> I can see your face. You are dying to be like, yep. <laughs> yes, yes, you are a fucking perfectionist, and you know you are. Do you know what? I never realized? Seriously, I never. Um, someone said I might be on the spectrum, and I was like, I don't think so. No. I remember get, I remember getting diagnosed anxiety by the doctor in 2012, and I was like, ah, no, you've met that. I'm Tom Stevens. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> wrong person. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going. That to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, uh, it's just annoying me slightly. I appreciate you on my side though. No, um, you got my back. But... Well, no, I've got your back. Yeah, I was, yeah. I've always had your back. Yeah, we, <laughs> we all know about that. So, um, how are you anyway? Yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm pretty tired, but there we are. Um, what, what's new? It is like 10 past 10 at night because late night recording. This man hasn't worked for over a month. Yeah, but now I'm back to work and it's I shouldn't have gone back yet. I regret going back already. Why? I keep getting a lot of pain from when I work. But at the same time, if I go off again, then it's, oh, that's another absence. Urgh. So, yeah, I'm just trying to put up and shut up at the minute. I think you should just get on with it, to be honest with you. I am getting on with it. I'm just suffering you've, for it. You've not once gone, oh, or anything that you were doing No, before. I'm fine normally. Like, normal day-to-day, I'm fine. But when I'm at work, when I'm, like, doing the job and stuff, it's hurting me more than I thought it would. That's why Maybe I went back, because I felt like I was fine. But yeah. Maybe she's strengthening. Maybe she's just strengthening up again. Yeah, Maybe she's just weak, that's all. She's got a weak neck. Because you've damaged it, and it's so uh, the muscles obviously gone. I can't cop. So you just need to, you know, yeah. Do, much do right. he- what about uh, this? Might be completely the wrong thing to say. What about head rolls on the floor? Roll your head on the floor. Yeah, just to strengthen your neck a bit. No, don't don't, go, don't not on the very top, obviously, but like just just roll your head on the floor. I can't say I've ever done that, but yeah, maybe. Well, I die until I went trained to be a wrestler for six weeks. 
and they make, you, they make you do head rolls on the floor. And I was like, this is odd, but apparently it strengthens your neck, neck muscles. No, I had a little look. You've never heard that before. Uh, there we are. There you are. There you go. Who knew that as a part of wrestling training? Roll your head on the floor. Yeah, but it's obviously done properly, not just like, it's not hey, like uh, we're having a great time, lads. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing any gambles over here with the neck, so yeah. You're in the fucking gambles. That's such a stupid fucking name. Um, but mind you, because we're a ridiculous city, so that's why. Um, and you're very poor, mate. That's all I can say. <laughs> and the city. <laughs> Um, yeah. I feel like I feel like a Tory now. Oh, I'm clean. I'm clean. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, who are you to judge the poor, you Tory bastard? I'm not, I'm not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> See you later. I'm out of here. Anyway, how are you, my friend? Pissed off now. <laughs> Fucking livid. Sorry. Just use a hammer the right way around and you'll be you'll be fine again. That's amazing. Fucking um, idiot. <laughs> I, do, do you know, right? I feel like sometimes they do it for press. I feel like they do it for, for to be like, well, you're talking about me still. <laughs> yeah, but you know we, I mean? We'd quite like to talk about you in a positive sense for once. Could you Could you maybe achieve something in that light? I mean, <laughs> they haven't got on national TV and called a microwave a microwave, have they? No, that's what you need to do. That's how you get good press. I mean, that's just the fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. To be quite honest with you, it's fucking caught on though. Obviously, trying to keep relevant. But oh yeah, anyway, sorry, don't know what overcame me there. I think it's because you just called me a Tory and then it made me feel quite ill, um, <laughs> because I couldn't be further, you know, I couldn't be further from it. I know. To don't, just to clarify, so, I don't really think that you're fine. That's good. I was going to say, I expect an apology in writing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where was I at? My brain's gone. I just asked you how you were. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, weirdly productive. Um, it's been a very oddly productive day. Okay. In the sense that um, Karis wanted to go and look at Christmas shit in B&M. Oh, God. So I was like, all right, well, I'll tell you what, because we had to do food shopping yesterday. I was like, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll go Wednesday night, and you can just, like, to your heart's content, have a little wander around and whatever. You know, I'll just follow you. I was just like, okay. Um, I ended up completing my secret Santa, which I was not expecting. I was like, "Oh, cool! That's that sorted." Nice. For my for my family anyway. I've still got hers to sort, but that was good. And she's like bought nearly nearly everybody their Christmas presents tonight, which was not you know? expected either. And we we're like, <laughs> "Oh, nice! Should we get Indian?" <laughs> Like, because it was it just felt really productive. I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's spoil it. I'll spoil it. Let's get an Indian. Um, so, no takeaway. It's just nice. Uh, yeah. So, oddly productive. I'm, uh, I've am i managed to cure my not sleeping very well by staying awake until my eyes physically won't let me anymore. That's so I've, one way to solve it. I've literally it? been watching like, NFL Network or NFL whilst I've been in bed until, the fact, until I go, what's happening? <laughs> I've obviously missed. I've obviously fallen asleep, and I turned off, and it's worked a dream. Oh, there we are. Really, we're doing it. Yeah. So I'll put Simpsons on or NFL on, and I just, just wait until I go. Don't remember this episode, <laughs> or don't remember, don't remember this being on. <laughs> Jobs are good. So yeah. I used um, to have to do that to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep just lying there. I have to put something on. Yeah, I can't do it. it it's kind of like, oh, let's go to bed. I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow, it's very dark in here. Um, <laughs> 
So, what's three times three? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nine, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know that song, OMC's How Bizarre? What a tune. What a tune. That's a good song. That's a great song. Yeah, so my nephew can walk now. And our brain just goes off on loads of tangents. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to interview that person in that show for the show. That'd be really cool. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's best just to be like, until I'm absolutely exhausted, I will not go to bed. Simple as that, really. What have you been doing? What have you been? Uh, I couldn't get my words out there. What have you been doing? What have you been doing? What have you, uh, you, uh, you been doing yourself, anyway? Well, I think the most important thing that we've been doing that we really probably should have mentioned a lot sooner. One week ago today was the Chronicles of Podcast Live too, and yeah, what a nice. night we had! Yeah, Absolutely incredible. We raised a great amount of money, just shy of five hundred pounds for the foundation. Thank you, every single one of you that helped and donated. A massive thank you to all four bands that played. You guys absolutely killed it. Dead happy when you turned the power on, you absolutely killed it. Like, I fucking love those guys so much. A massive thank you to Subside. Dave, the guy that owns the place, was an absolute gem to work with to get it set up. Just massive thank you to everyone that was involved. What a night we had. It was incredible. It was great. It was really great. So thank you very much. Um, yeah, graciously appreciate it. And we're obviously, of course, we'll do it again. Um, I definitely think we should do it for a Sophie's birthday weekend. I definitely think we should do it on a Friday for the Friday um, or the Saturday um, just to have a, a bit of a night. Uh, but they're going to do, we'll talk about it afterwards. But yeah, I think we should make it the weekend, the same weekend every year. Um, maybe a different venue or whatever, but we should definitely do something uh, for her. Uh, it'd be great. It was a great night. Uh, yeah. Big shout out to the University of Birmingham's Metal Society as well, Alex and crew. Uh, you're all heroes and thank you for coming down um it was great to meet you all and having a good laugh and i'm glad you enjoyed the night so yeah absolutely incredible night like there's so many more people to thank like a massive thank you to to dina and the guys for trusting us to do this a massive thank you to the wife and man in the table for us a massive thank you to tony gaskin a stage dive photographer for the incredible photos he took and damien he took some incredible photos like oh it's been such an amazing response from the night like absolutely yeah just I love you all. I just love that I framed my I framed my poster already. It looks great. <laughs> I need to get mine up. I will. I will need to get those posters up. are super sexy. So yeah. So yeah. Big shout out. Thank you to Second Cities, Tooth and Dagger, Dead Happy, and Recall the Remains for playing. Uh, we'll definitely be in touch in the future, and we'll definitely get some more more nights and more places set up. It'd be great. Uh, so yeah, it was great. Absolutely. Great night. Loved it. Can't believe it was a week ago. It feels like it was longer. I don't know why. Yeah. It feels like longer. But other than that, um, we've done an interview, which you guys have already heard. So enjoy. I hope you all enjoyed, because we did. Um, As I previously stated, I've gone back to work, unfortunately. Um, Yeah, I do think I went back a bit too soon, but there we are. It's it's just like walking back in again. Ah, I remember this. Can I go home now? But yeah, here's what it is. And I've been to see the kids twice since we recorded last Fucking hell. <laughs> today and last Thursday because it's been what, eight days since we recorded. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember. Nine days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last Monday. So yeah, I've been to see the kids twice. Earlier on today, I spent Sam was spent most of his day at his girlfriend. So me and Lena were just caught up watching anime on YouTube. Sam's got good for now as well. Yes. Okay, it went from being they're just close friends to then all of a sudden they're they're dating them. So, but she's ace. I met her before. She's ace. She's really funny. So yeah, 
I, I watched some anime. I don't, I don't really watch anime, but me and Lena watched a couple of episodes of My Hero Academia. Is it all right, actually? I didn't mind it. Well, there's worse programming out there. Am I losing you? I'm losing you now. <laughs> I've tried watching it before. I watched the first episode and I was like, I can't carry on with this. But then when I watched it earlier, Lena was like, it's actually all right. It's not something I'm going to go home and pick up, but... If yeah, I right. watch it. I'll happily watch it. Give it a couple of weeks. Wait for the New Year special. You'd be like, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" I'm on season fifteen already. <laughs> Surprise me, no me. Yeah, and yeah, I've I finally started another binging program because I finished all of nine one one and everything, and I've started watching. Uh, I was called Smallville. Started that. I never watched it. I think me, the man that loves his comic book stuff. I never ever watched Smallville, so I started watching that. It's cheesy as fuck, like really fucking cheesy, but it's all right. See how we get on with it. I'll give that a couple of weeks as well. Oh my god, it's unbelievable! I'm a season six already. Um, you know, it's but not yeah. bad. It's just mega cheesy. So I can binge shit and watch anime, but have no time for daddy. Interesting. Why do I always forget about daddy? Interesting, especially what you're missing out right now. I know. I just never think about it. I don't know why. For those that are unaware, uh, New Zealand have been hosting a Bird of the Century competition. Bird of the Century, might I add. Uh, which was opened up to the world. So obviously, Daddy got involved. Oh, now you've piqued my interest. Dude, this is what I mean. I've been trying to tell oh. you to watch it for so long. Oh, I don't know what it is. I just never think about it. The adverts he's been putting out have been unbelievable. And he's been pissing off so many na- so many people in the bird world in New Zealand. And it's been fucking unreal. Um, And obviously, former guest of the show twice, Norm McNeil, has been involved as well. And it's been... It's been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing. I, I kind of want to spoil it for you, but I, I don't know if I want to or not because the results have been announced. Um, so, but it, how many how many weeks have, has it been going? The competition in, on the show's been going for about three weeks. Okay, let me play um, catch up because you've really piqued my interest now. I want to the latest the, the latest episode. The latest episode is the announcement of the winner. So, okay. um, you need to go back to series episode. I thought it's probably about so three three or four shows ago. Okay, you've you've really piqued my interest in that song. I'm gonna have to go find out. For those of you who don't watch last week's <laughs> Night John Oliver, you need it in your life. Simple as that. You just need it in your life, and you'll thank me afterwards. Yeah, it so, is a great show. I just I just don't know why I don't think about it. There we are. It, dude, seriously, it has been loving it just for that bit. <laughs> so, other than watching last week tonight, what have you been up to, my friend? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, oh, was that the rest of? Is that everything you've been doing? Is it? Yeah, I've really done a lot. Uh, how about fuck all? Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I've reannoed. Still been reannering. Just looking forward to the Christmas break now. Like I'm just like willing it on. Like come yeah, it's so close. I think I've got like two two official weeks left. I think maybe three, maybe three and a bit. Of, like official weeks to go because mm. from the from the fifteenth, I'm going up to Tamworth for a Christmas party day out. And we've got three weeks in work the Monday, the Tuesday, the Wednesday, the 18th, 19th, and 20th. But both my directors are away off for Christmas. And one of my other members of staff is away. One of my, my colleagues, should I say sorry? So there's three of us in my team. And I'm pretty sure there's loads. Of, so I don't think much will get done <laughs> in those three days. So, um, so yeah, I think I've got about two official weeks left, two and a half official weeks left. Uh, so I'm just buzzing for Christmas now. Like I'm so ready for a break. Um, like a proper break. Um, gone. I, I don't think I've ever had a job where you get a Christmas break. Like I get Christmas day off. 
it started for me last year. So last Christmas, um, I gave him my heart. Um, uh, last year, I obviously I joined the events companies, event services in November of last year. So last year, I got to experience it for the first time ever, and it was like, this is nice. Yeah, this is nice. this is really nice. <laughs> Sounds nice. So I'm this probably, year, yeah, I'm, I'm working Christmas Day this year. You know what can I say? Um, so I'm off from the 20th into the third. Oh, nice! So I finish. I break on the 20th and go back on the fourth, and the fourth of Thursday. So it's two days. I'm off for the weekend. <laughs> What's the point? It's New Year's and stuff, and the way it works, and the bank holidays and everything. Yeah, it's fucking gorgeous. So I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it. Um, anyway, uh, I've just been watching like the rugby, watching the NFL, watching the football. Nothing. Nothing of any true excitement, to be honest with you. Um, I'm trying to think if we watched a film. I don't know if we did. I'm on Ted Lasso. I'm on season two, episode seven. Okay. It's fucking amazing. That series, that show is... So we're off to London in a couple of weekends' time. So we're going to go. We're going to Richmond. We have to go for a wander around. Because I'll take some photos for Ori and send them to her. Um, I'm really dude. There's one character played by Brett Goldstein, plays Roy Kent, who's just mm. the best character I think I've ever seen in a show ever. Um, just a I very think angry mentioning man. him in your voice, yeah. so funny, so so funny. Um, I can't recommend it enough, so I recommend you watch Ted Lasso at some point as well, okay? Uh, because it's fucking great. Um, so we've watched that. Oh my god, as well, I've just remembered. Wednesday, 29th of November, today, as we record, Slow Horses Season 3 has just come out. <gasps> Slow Horses is back, which is the show with Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman. Yeah, oh. let me tell me about it before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my days! So, yeah, I'm buzzing to watch that now as well. I'm not going to bed tonight. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just been a lot of watching. Like, nothing's really happened, mate, to be honest with you. We did that interview last week, which you just heard on here. Um with Becky and Adam, and it's been a bit of a, just getting ready for Crimbo more than anything else. Like I said, a bit we went food shopping yesterday, went out and um, got some bits. The tree's fucking there now. Yeah, we're putting everything up tomorrow because Becky's going away for the weekend. We normally put it up on the first, but because Becky's going away on the first, we're doing it tomorrow instead. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. Okay, enough. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So, uh, while we're here, I think we should hear. Do you reckon we should? Uh, do you reckon? Uh, do you reckon? Do you think? Yeah. Do you reckon, what, do you, what do you reckon? What do you think? Do you, I you reckon. reckon should? Maybe. Yeah. Go on. Should we bring Braden in? Yeah. Go on. Sorry, Braden Barry. Stay close to clothing. All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Barry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles, at checkout. Oh, boys. Oh. I'll say it once. I'll say it twice, thrice, voice, vice, and size. <laughs> Greatest advert ever. <laughs> Five didn't already worded it. Vice. <laughs> it, it was, that was awful. Um, I enjoyed it. Oh, well, I'm pleased. But you laugh at everything. So it just. Everything. Yeah, you do. Yeah. 
I've just been kicked. <laughs> um, anyway. Fuck, it made me laugh. God damn you. <laughs> uh, oh, Jamie, it's time for Callum's Fictions. Yes. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you. And Callum's treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. Yes. So, ladies and germs. Callum is back. I forgot I, for, for that very brief second. I completely forgot what segment we we're on. Callum is back <laughs> to treat the nation, the world, the universe. Aliens tune in with their photon rays and like to tune into this section every single week as they absolutely love the absolute nonsense that the treacher comes out with. So, without further ado, what is Callum treaching us uh, this week? Intentionally losing at rock, paper, scissors is just as hard as trying to win it. Oh, that's a good point. That's like... (laughs) You know, like that meme or that gif of when that woman's just staring and it's just all those math math equations (laughs) flying past it. That was like that. You're like, oh my God. Wow. Why would you want to intentionally lose it? Maybe, some, maybe if you're playing with a child and you don't want to hurt their feelings or something. Well, me, I'd say that. You'd be like, <laughs> fucking loser. But Yeah, well, they've got to learn somehow. Um, <laughs> can't just fucking let them win all the time. That's just not, that's not how it works. Like, you know, are you on attention? Yeah, I'm sure you go for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It's not how life works, Jamie. Anyway, yeah, but it, it's just a really... Ra- it's like, how are you going to... Because it's, I can't see my brain's going. Uh. <laughs> to be fair, I used to find it really easy to purposely lose to Olivia when she was younger because she'd always do rock. I was like, I just do scissors, and she she wins, and she doesn't moan at me. So that was quite easy. But when you're playing properly, yeah, impossible. How are you going to intentionally lose? Leave like a finger or something. Pencil. Oh shit. <laughs> That's not one as yeah, you were so I don't know the rules of the game. I'm sorry, I'm disqualified. <laughs> um it just reminded me of the acclaimed when they played it and they just kept doing scissors every time. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> so good. I'm just trying to think in what sort of situation. When does it get when does rock paper scissors get used now? Does anyone, use, does anyone play anymore? It's normally to make decisions these days, isn't it? It's like yeah, it's who's not going really first? A... I don't know, we'll do rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, it's not really a game. You know, is there money on the line? Is your life on the line? Not really. Imagine Russian roulette with that. Fuck, you know. (laughs) I just just reminded me, actually, when I worked at Morrison's, I used to have to do the envious task of calling people over the tunnel to come to checkouts. I fucking hate doing that. And I called two people. By the time they eventually got there, I only needed one person. I was like, I only need one of you now. I don't really care which one stays. They literally looked at each other. No words came out of their mouth. And they both just went... Rock, paper, scissors, <laughs> and the person that won got on the tilt was like, that was fucking amazing. Like, what just happened? Dude, how can you hate me on a 10 I would have had so much fun with that. Because you can't say anything fun on it. you just got to be like, please come to checkouts. Yeah, but you can turn around and go, well, you're going to fire me. I didn't swear. You know, I didn't offend anybody. I just went, come, come on down. I do that. That's one I definitely do. Especially um, on my last day, I was just fucking gone for it, balls to the wall. Yeah. Welcome to Who's Gonna Work the Tills? <laughs> Brian Dennehy, come on down! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Susan Parker, 
your lucky day, Commander. <laughs> it could be you. <laughs> I should like I'm a celebrity. Da -da -da -da. It's not you. Oh, that... It could be you. There's so many. There's so many. <laughs> oh, that it would have been just great. And if they get shit with you, go. What are you gonna do about it? I don't understand. <laughs> not make me do the tunnel anymore. Fine by me. Oh, no, you'd keep doing it, wouldn't you? Okay. Oh, I don't know. I was about to do a Star Wars reference, but I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about or what's going on. <laughs> I was about to say the force is strong with you. The till you shall work. <laughs> Close. I, the force is strong with this one is generally what's said, but that's pretty close. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. Pretty, pretty close. Um, but yeah, I, I generally can't think of any reason now why anybody would try to intentionally lose at rock, paper, scissors. No, no, no. Or even play it at all. Other than like decisions to be like, oh, I don't want to do that. And oh, I don't want to do it either. Well, let's rock, yeah, paper, scissors. That's, that's literally the only time I could think of anyone playing it. Yeah, I, I don't remember the last time I even. Show a quick game. If you want, yeah. <laughs> On or after three? After three. After three. After three. So one, two, three, bush. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Okay, ready? One. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> um, go again. I should have known that was going to happen. <laughs> Uh, bring your hands. Bring your hands up a little bit so I can see. There you go. Ready? One, two, three. Yes. <laughs> Jamie wins. Fatalities <laughs> to the checkouts. <laughs> Ooh, I fucking hate you until <laughs> fucking hate. I remember when I got signed up for Sainsbury's. It's a Christmas temp. The last time I have a Christmas temp. In <sighs> no, that's a lie. Actually, I did it in twenty twenty during the COVID. Uh, did I? Yeah, because I just because I was furloughed, so I just did HIV. Um, I went to Sainsbury's in 2019, and um, it's just after my heart attack. I had my heart attack. No, yeah, yeah, I had my heart attack when I just started there. Uh, luckily, they had me back. Um, I went back because I'm I'm, I'm sorry. yeah. And um, where was I going with this? That I was meant to be on tills. That was, that was the whole point of why they hired people just for tills. And I, I turned around and went, "Could I not do this and do stock instead?" And I'll prove to you why. And they wanted to hire me properly. And I said, no, because of the money. Um, and yeah, there we are. Electricity was born and all that sort of shit. Anyway. Anyway. Excuse me. Excuse me. What else is Callum treating us this week? There's a limit to how much effort you can put into a Halloween costume of a police officer. Do people do? I've never seen. Really clever this week. I like this. It's a you really can't, good point. You can't impersonate an officer, can you? Yeah, precisely. So there's a limit as to how much effort you can put into that, co into that costume. Have you, have you ever seen anyone do Halloween police officer? I don't think I've ever seen anyone do it. Only like kids dressing up costumes. I've not seen an adult do it. They're probably wearing really short shorts now and that sort of thing. And I've not been out on a Halloween night in that many years. Like, yeah. <laughs> it could be happening. You're the more outgoing one of us, Cal, so you've probably seen way more. But like <laughs> we we're all we're all decrepit men now. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're close to 40 and 30, mate, so well, yeah, no, yours is your neck. <laughs> um yeah. I slept weird and now I've broken my face. 
Um, <laughs> that's literally you. <laughs> um, I can't seem to turn my head for some reason. <laughs> Where am I? Come on, Jamie, let's get you back into bed. <laughs> um, that's a I've never seen anyone dressed as a police officer. No, I can't. Don't think. I wonder how far you could go. I wonder if any sort of any limit. I don't think there's any limitations there. So I think as soon as you represent it in any way, shape, or form, it's like no. Mm. Oh, that's a point. Yeah, maybe you could do full hog, but if anyone comes near, you're gonna go. Yeah, it's just fancy dress. (laughs) Oh, I reckon that'd be really fucking good. Like in a club or something, people like, oh shit, (laughs) we're in trouble. Walk around. Hi, you're coming with me. Actually, that was really creepy. And never do that ever. All right, anyone ever? Don't ever do that. That made me feel quite sick. So uh, rip off the trousers or stripper trousers. No, <laughs> I was like, you could put someone in cuffs, take them out, and be like back to mine. But obviously, that's kind of kidnapping. And, let's yeah. not do that. Let's not. No, let's that. no, 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 let's not do that one. My brain just as soon as I said it, my brain just went, "What the fuck are you doing? Are you all right? Are you ill?" <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Nobody do that ever. Nobody do that no. ever. Don't even <laughs> attempt in any way, shape, or form. How about yeah, we just yeah. don't dress up like policemen? Let's just, let's just all, yeah. save yeah, it. Let's just, just, just not run the risk. Let's unless just... it's consensual, no. Right? Unless it's consensual, fucking nothing that happens. <laughs> so sorry. I will punch myself after this. <laughs> and I will like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're hard. <laughs> uh, beat mummy. Um, so... <laughs> Anyway, anyway, and finally, Jamie, let's move right away from that. And finale. What is Callum treating us this week? Come on down! There's a lot of technique and nuance of scratching one's balls that most people just don't quite appreciate. This is so true. This is <laughs> so true. I think it was earliest day or yesterday. Um... You have to get it just right, otherwise it fucking hurts. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of days ago, I went in. I went in for the proverbial scratch, missed, and just completely went through testicle. I was like, oh, "It feels like birds. It's weird." Uh, but then when you get it right, oh my! It's like harp start playing. Harps even. <laughs> That's not a harp. It's a violin. <laughs> harp start playing. You know. <laughs> violin start playing. <laughs> You know, and then you start like play the drums. Um, anyway, uh, where was I going with this? Yeah, it, it's yeah. like it's indescribable. It's indescribable. It's like trying to find an itch you've been trying to get at for like minutes or hours that you haven't quite hit. And then when you get it, it's like <gasps> the angel starts singing and you yeah. that aura comes out and you're like, oh, you start floating on a bed of clouds. <laughs> it's it's a glorious experience. Nothing you know, worse. Oh, sorry, Karen. Right. I was going to say, nothing's worse than when you're in public and it hits and there's like no discreet way to do it. It's like, oh. Okay, what's worse in public? Itchy balls or itchy ass? Or probably itchy ass. Do you reckon that's worse? Yeah. Think, because behind you, you, don't, you obviously don't turn around to scratch your ass, do you? No. So, and you can sort of keep an eye out who's looking in front of you. Behind you, you got no hope. There could be anyone walking behind you sees so you picking cloth at your ass. Picking cloth. Nice. <laughs> Touching it or picking it? Picking really it. Because like yeah, yeah. um, I always have that really horrible feeling that when I've got an itchy front, I'm like, oh, no. 
because I normally wear shorts a lot of the time, so it's quite easy to access. But then you don't want to look around like you're playing with yourself or walking around town centre. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Very so true. Right. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. Do you mind? What's going on? It's got a scratch. It's got itchy balls, love. It's got itchy fucking balls. Do you want to see? <laughs> right here. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Anyway. Callum. Callum. Callum Treacher. Previous week. Just give him him a round of applause. Absolutely unbelievable. The aliens have just learned a lot about us as people. They have. (laughs) That's literally what they said. (laughs) Exactly that. Anyway. Anyway. I now have to follow. You do. Sam Tom's journal. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. So, I don't, I can't believe how relevant the fucking opening entry to the journal is to you this week. So I threw up a back sleeping, tweaked my neck sneezing, so I probably just one strong fart away from complete paralysis. <laughs> Paralysis, even. Paralysis. I, I knew what you meant. I tripped over the word. Paralysis. Paralysis. Yeah, that, that's me. That Yeah, that's going to happen to me. I just know it. Yeah. I farted and my arms fell off. <laughs> I don't quite understand, Doc. What's going on? How are you carrying them? Oh, no. <laughs> it's me. You're going to the bank. Banker, uh, sir, your account is overdrawn. Me, sir, your eyebrows. Not where I saw that going. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Christ! I did no, not, I... Yeah, I did not see that going there. Then took me for a minute. <laughs> oh, phenomenal! Oh, I enjoyed that. Oh. Throwback superior bar fight. One minute. You were young, you were young, cool, maybe even a little dangerous. The next minute, you're reading Amazon reviews for birdseed. <laughs> oh, birdseed. That is one of the greatest moments ever in the history of anything we've ever recorded. That was that was great. That was very early days as well. That was. A dog is able to learn up to 250 words and gestures. A dog can also count up to five and can perform simple maths. Equivalent to human age, three. A cat doesn't give a fuck and is sick of your shit. Equivalent to human age, 42. <laughs> Accurate. Yep. Ah, but again, really? Oh, <laughs> Although, I saw a video of a cat's automatic feeder had broken. So all the food was is to the top had just all come out and it was going to fucking town. I don't think it was even chewing. It was just gnawing through that food like you wouldn't believe. Absolutely hilarious. I feel like this is a no to you and I feel like this could be you as well. I want to be a villain so I can just saunter everywhere. The heroes are always sprinting, always running. You ever seen Darth Vader run? Hell no. And I ain't about to either. <laughs> ah. 
It's smart. That's very smart. I like that. Yeah. Plus, a good saunter. You can't beat. Yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to be dun, going. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, I could just have a cape to go with it. Yeah. That's a life. Anyway, yeah. What? Been killing people? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jamie, do what you love and money will follow. Okay, cool. So I've eaten pizza, drank wine, took a five-hour nap in my underwear, and took selfies with my dog. Now I wait. <laughs> if only. <laughs> that would be the life. Minus the wine. There we are. Yeah, minus the wine. We'll replace that. I absolutely hate it when motherfuckers say it's quarter to nine. Just say it's eight seventy-five. God damn it, you're all stupid. <laughs> Fuck's sake. There it is. There it is. Every week. <laughs> this is you and me down to a fucking tea. Screw work, I say, as I continue to show up on time every day. I don't even fucking care anymore, I say, as I continue to work harder. Yep. Yep, 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 and yep. Oh, absolutely, unfortunately, is very true. Always the way. Always the fucking way. Do you know what, Jane? It's, I know you don't drink coffee, but it's so satisfying that Costa Coffee letters can be coloured in for milk type. C, coconut. Oat for O, S for soya, T for tit, and A for almond. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had me then. I was like, I wasn't thinking ahead, just like, Oh, yeah. When I first read it, I was like, this is really clever that I realised that was in there. (laughs) Fuck's sake. God. Creates worm. Hello, little buddy. Worm. Thanks for the worm welcome. (laughs) God. Creates birds. (laughs) Clearly, God does not appreciate a dad joke. And considering he's supposed to be everyone's father, I think he needs to sort himself out, quite frankly. That's a great joke. (laughs) That's my level of humour. I would have been a worm. Yeah. I cut under my fingernail. Universe. Excellent. I will send you an unusually high number of encounters with citrus fruit. It's not citrus fruit. You Gary, you get a cut or anything anywhere. You seem to just happen to do anything that makes it hurt. Like chili, salt. Yeah. <laughs> Grazing it on a wall or anything. Just fucking no matter what it is, you'll do it. It's <sighs> definitely an entry for you. Time traveller. So look, be careful, right? Interaction could change history. Me. Got it. Ride dinosaurs really carefully. Time traveller. No, 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 no. You cannot ride dinosaurs. 
Me. Oh, okay. Only ride one dinosaur. Time traveler. Zero dinosaurs. Me. Gotcha. I understand. Time traveler. You're still holding the giant saddle. Me. Yes. Yeah, something else. <laughs> if you're going to go back to the dinosaurs, you're going to want to ride one. Let's be honest. Not really. Probably not really. Probably going no. to shit yourself, but you'd want to at least. No. I don't want to. Maybe not in practicality. I, don't, I really don't want to. I really don't want to. I, I, don't, I don't want to go back to that age. I don't want to ride a dinosaur. But saying that, in now we can ride animals like horses, and I don't want to do that. So, yeah. The idea of riding a horse terrifies me, quite frankly. Do you ride donkeys at the beach anymore? I don't know. Is that still a thing? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I remember I rode a camel in Egypt, and I still don't, to this day, don't know how that happened. You obviously got on it between the humps and it stood up and it yeah, but it, No, no, obviously I know that, but it was like the guy we spoke to was like, oh, take a picture. I'll sit by it. I'll sit on it. And next thing I know, I'm at the, end of the other end of the beach. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And why have I now oh. got less money? What the hell? Are they that fast? <laughs> they are fucking clever people over there. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um. So here's a thought for you. Could be true. In reality, plants are farming us. By giving us oxygen, so we live and reproduce, then we die and decompose, so plants can consume us. Holy fuck! That's a bit scary to think about. Just, just a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. Who's the dominant species on this planet? It's the plants. No, it's definitely us. Um, I'm going to give you a couple more. Okay. I'm, I'm going to end on a belter. Oh, okay. Oh, let's see. Another day's passed without using bracket A plus B bracket squared equals A squared plus 2AB plus B squared. <laughs> Fuck, because I don't know what any of it means. Other than I think it might be Elon Musk's second child. Probably. Yeah. We're going to do algebra. What for? <laughs> no reason whatsoever. Unless I'm going to be a physicist. I've got no plans to use this whatsoever. <laughs> when you grow up, you won't have calculators. <laughs> One fucking bet, love. So, James, it's been four years since my job interview. Begin to suspect they chose somebody else. <laughs> that might be stupider than the last stupid entrance. <laughs> and finally, this is great. Twelve people have been to the moon. Only eight people have won Takeshi's castle. Really makes you think. Is that true? If so, that is fantastic. I rarely, rarely saw people with Sketch's Castle. No, it's very true. Like, rarely ever saw it. I think I ever saw anyone win it. I didn't, I I didn't exactly I watch it religiously. But... I watched. I used to love it when I was younger. And I think I saw one person win it. <laughs> that's fucking wonderful. It's, that's <laughs> just nuts. <isn't> it? <laughs> <laughs> More people have been on the moon than have won Takeshi's castle. That is bonkers to think. But, Jamie, that was another edition of Tom's Journal. And a fantastic edition it was. I enjoyed that very much. Thank you, sir. (laughs) It's about getting into schools and talking to young people. Because, you know, I, I know that people can change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand 
and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there, guys. We are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing, and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults, and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Me, 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 Mr. Stevens. Jamie, Jamie, the Jamie, oh, Jamie, Jamie, the Jamie, the Jamie. Jamie. It's uh, audience participation time. Participate. Participate. Bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's participation challenge. I'm embarrassed that it took me a minute to kick on to what that was there. What was it, Jamie? <laughs> It's Holy Diver. It was Holy Diver, yes. Yeah, it just took me a couple of seconds to click on. <laughs> I didn't get the wrong way around, like Fireman, Sam, Postman, Pat, or whatever it was. <laughs> Can't what it Thomas Tank Engine. Postman Thomas Tank Engine, that's it, sorry. Anyway. What? <laughs> this week, we're going to ask a very simple but kind of weird question. Have you ever looked at your pet or an animal and thought, that's the life? Well, this week I ask you, if you could be any animal for one day, what would it be and why? What say you, Mr. Stevens? I think sea, I think being a sea creature, mammal, whatever, would be weird. Um, I think I'd be a dog because you get to love unconditionally for like 15 odd years, um, get loads of pets and strokes and pats and get to go nuts and go walking and lose your shit all the time and love life. That's what I, I think that's what I'd do. I know. Yeah. Same time, I kind of feel like if you can get away with being an absolute twat for a day and not have any repercussions... Might be quite fun, so I might be a cat. Because mine's a dickhead that just sleeps all day, and then when she's awake, is an arsehole, so... I don't... I'll be honest with you, like, obviously, because I was at yours last week. I don't see it, but... It's just against me. She hates okay. me. But it's fine. Because I hate her, too. Okay. I think we hate each other. It's fine. The rabbit's my friend, that's all. Anyway, let's get some audience answers. First, we've got, um, I'm just going to get this one out of the way, Martin Skerritt. He wants to be a mosquito so he can suck you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, he apologises. Yeah, I, 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 that's what made me laugh even more. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. Jason Gullick, a male dog. I don't think I need to explain why. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Jason. <laughs> this, this went dark fast, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Jade Sarah Harris, 
a bird because a lot of people deserve to be shat on. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's a great answer. Joe Smith, a fly, so I can go and listen in on the shitstorm I've just created. That's painfully fucking accurate. Yeah, I can see that. Darren Stevens, a blue whale, just for my massive wank. <laughs> Oh, fuck's sake. That's your dad, that is. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry, guys. To everyone listen to this, I apologise. <laughs> Gemma Williams, I'd like to be a bear. You get to sleep for six months of the year, and I could do with that, and plus to be a bear, so rah. Isn't it a day? It is a day, but still, yeah. just sleep for the whole day. Fuck it, why not? <laughs> Lizzie Edwards, a kangaroo, so I could knock some people out. There's some serious aggression going on. That is, <laughs> that is genius. <laughs> It's pretty genius. Uh, Becky Westwood, I'd be an owl so I could sleep all day and just have a fly around. Yeah. I'm quite surprised she didn't say an octopus, to be honest. Claire Jones, a T-Rex, so I could step on people that I don't like. It's a lot of aggression. A lot of aggression. Is that an animal, though, Claire? I mean, it counts. Is that... It's a dinosaur. It's not an animal. It's dinosaurs. Were they animals? I'm... I'm going to family fortunes your ass. <laughs> <laughs> no Nick- and void, Jones. <laughs> Nicola Babenza, I'd be one of my cats. Wilson, specifically, just so I could find out where the hell he goes to, because I have no idea. I do wonder where they go sometimes. <laughs> I do wonder what their adventures are like. Put a GoPro on him. It's a genius idea. Got put because Yes, someone put a GoPro on a cat. They'd probably leave it there. Probably take off and leave it somewhere. I <laughs> cost 250 quid that, you bastard. <laughs> well, don't stick a fucking camera on my head then. Human. <laughs> Nina Nina Brian Hewitson. Similar. A cat, so I could sleep all day and no one would bother me. Nice. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Richie Rich. I would be the penguin from Wallace and Gromit because it's evil. How the fuck <laughs> they made plasticine look that evil is nuts. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> it's just impressive skill. And last but not least, it's Mr. Mally Malpass. He says, do I get to keep my consciousness within the animal and am I, am I in the animal's natural environment? Because I'd love to be a tiger, but I'd either sit bored out of my gourd in a jungle or just get frustrated on my sofa because I can't use my phone with my massive deadly claws and paws. I don't <laughs> think I'd get the full animal experience. <laughs> But if I get to have the full experience and remember it, then I'm definitely something of avian, an exotic parrot, perhaps. I could experience flight, shout random shit at humans and feel really fucking pretty. Or I'd be Animal from the Muppets who could play the drums. I knew someone, and I think it was about two or three people said Animal from the Muppets. You all know what I meant. What great answers. I really enjoyed that. A lot of pent-up aggression. I wasn't expecting so much aggression with this question. Yeah, it's this day and age, mate. I think <laughs> it's all you should expect more than anything else. Pretty much, yeah. But thank you to everybody by my dad who participated in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking, of course. Thank you to everyone that participated in Jamie's Challenge. Uh, it's graciously appreciated, as always. And we love it when everyone gets involved. So thank you so much. The new one is already out for next week, so please get involved. Um, but if you enjoy... Jamie's participation challenge, Tom's Journal, Cam's Truchings, the absolute fucking who knows what that we talk after the interview and the interview itself. 
They didn't enjoy the other 111 editions of the Chronicles of Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Yes, I said 111. There is a lot of content out there <laughs> for you to thoroughly enjoy. And we have more than just the 111 episodes, let's put it that way. Um, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcast from, it'd be great. Please leave a review. That'd be absolutely amazing. Five stars, yeah? I'll pay you afterwards. Um, but come on down to our YouTube as well, at The Chronicles of Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to get notified when new videos are released and comment to your heart's content. It would be graciously and lovingly appreciated. Uh, you can also find us... Oh, no, hang on. Before I move on, I'm so sorry. On our YouTube, you can find all of our interviews are on there. All of our shows are on there. All of our hashtag WBW Wayback Wednesdays, which are all our previous interviews and previous channels, are available on there as well. Our 2022 and 2023 Bloodstock interviews are available on there. Our 2023 2000 Trees interviews are available on there. Our Dublin Crust vlogs on there. Uh, our two Bloodstock vlogs are on there as well for the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. So please enjoy this absolute plethora that is available to you. It'd be very much appreciated. Thank you so much. You can also find us on Facebook at The Chronicles of Podcast. Make sure you like that page, share it everywhere, subscribe, whatever it is you need to do, share memes, gifts, say hello, whatever you want to do. It'd be graciously appreciated. But whilst I've been waffling, I've completely forgotten, Jamie. Where else could you find us? Listening to the brand new Tribe of Ghost songs, False Gods, because it's an absolute fucking banger. Absolutely. And then be on our Twitter, slash X, or whatever the fuck it's called now, um, at TCO Pod. Um, Oh, shit. But whilst listening to False Gods by Tribe of Ghosts and on our Twitter, where else could you find us? Making all of life's important decisions with a game of rock, paper, scissors. Absolutely. And on our Instagram at TCO Pod. Find us on TikTok at TCO Pod. Find us on LinkedIn at The Chronicles of Podcast. Or come on down to our website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. You can find out all about us on there, all of our shows and sponsors, uh, sorry, all our shows and episodes are on there, our affiliations and sponsors are on there, um, and our little dainty little shop that we have on there as well. Excuse me, get yourself a t-shirt or a hoodie or whatever you deem necessary uh, to fulfill your day. It'd be graciously appreciated. Uh, so that is as follows at TCO pod on all social media or at the Chronicles of podcast on YouTube, please subscribe. It would mean the world's keep up to date with all the latest interviews and news. Um, and I'm now going to just pass you over to my co-host, Jamie. Before we get out of here, let's say thank you to a few of our friends. First, we didn't mention it earlier, so we'll mention it now. Our wonderful friend, Mr. Callum Treacher has his own podcast with his partner, Lucy. Go check out that gym couple. Wherever you get your podcast from is a fantastic podcast learning all about gym, gym culture. It's wonderful. It's interactive. Make sure you go and check it out right now. And of course, we have to say a massive thank you. Every single piece of music that you hear on this show is brought to you by one man. And that one man is Mr. Singer-Songwriter Matt Roberts. Make sure you're checking him out on all the social medias at Matt Roberts Music. Go check out all of his music. Go follow him on Spotify. His latest single, Rat Race, is an absolute banger. He's teasing brand new music on his social media, so there should be some more music heading your way very soon. A massive thank you to you, Mr. Roberts. And, of course, we have to say a massive thank you to Mr. Braden Barry and his Stay Cozy Clothing. Head on over to www.staycozyclothing.com. Come have a look at his wonderful catalogue on there. There are some beautiful hoodies. There's some beautiful T-shirts like that one adorning Mr. Stevens as we speak. There's some beautiful hats like that one adorning Mr. Stevens' head as we speak. There is some wonderful 
apparel and paraphernalia on there, those wonderful coffee mugs we like to talk about, whatever it may be, a vinyl copy of Braden's latest Say We Can Fly album, one of the best albums of this year, absolutely phenomenal. Whatever it may be, add it to your basket and enter that discount code, The Chronicles, and get 10% off your order. And of course, as we always say, make sure you're giving Braden a lot of love and all of his other endeavors his musical endeavors we say we can fly and his brand new movie series coming out far like we cannot wait to see it it looks fantastic and of course we have to say a massive thank you to the sophie lancaster foundation because they are stamping out prejudice hatred and intolerance everywhere and i mean everywhere this is not a uk issue this is a global issue where people are being treated differently simply because the way they dress, the music they listen to, whatever it may be. It has been an incredible week for the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. We put on our live show last week. We raised just shy of £500. A massive thank you to everyone that donated. On Saturday, just gone, it was the official Make a Noise celebration. This year, it was all done online. We were part of that. We were a massive appreciation to be part of that. Our friends in Second Cities were a part of that. Our friends in Goda were a part of that. And they raised an amazing, yet again, just under £500. Absolutely incredible. Massive thank you to everyone that took part in that. Everyone that watched it. Everyone that said kind words to the bands, to us. Everything is beautiful to see. And of course, I'm going to mention it because I mention it every single week now. The results of that hate crime survey. 80% of everyone that took part in it said they got treated differently because of the way they dress, the music they listen to, whatever it may be. Simply for that reason alone. So for that reason, it should it clearly shows there is still work to be done. So please head on over to sophielancasterfoundation.com. If your people you know are unfamiliar with that story, share it out there. If you yourself are listening to the show for the first time and you have no idea what the hell I'm banging on about and who Sophie Lancaster is, go familiarize yourself with that story because it is a heartbreaking story and shows that so much work needs to be done. So please share that out in the world, familiarize yourself and do whatever you can to help bring an end to this because it was about bloody time it has stopped and last but not least massive thank you my wonderful co-host over there no one pieces anymore bring it back no one pieces anymore yeah fuck it thank you very much Jamie I obviously second uh, second everything you say second that's right isn't it uh, yeah I back you up my brain that thing where it makes you think it's not right you know you go pretty sure pretty sure level spell l-e-v-l level that sounds weird to me now anyway um yeah another glorious dish in the bag jamie very much so thank you adam thank you becky once again for joining us go check out tribe of ghosts go check out false gods right now on spotify and youtube the video is fucking unbelievable um and also go to see them on their tour with urn starting this sunday the 3rd of december get your tickets right now they're all over the country in scotland as well Get involved because it's one not to be missed. But as for this week, we'll see you all next week for the Chronicles of Scott Reader. Bye, everybody. Bye.
Yeah. Adam, <laughs> shall we try and say something exactly at the same time and see if we can match up? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Hi. Hi. We are Tribe of Ghosts. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> And you, <laughs> and you are, are li watch listening. Passenger driver. <laughs>